you know, God puts us in places and he, he allows us to have talents that we need to use for different things. And sometimes our talents are used here for a purpose that are meant to move us to the next phase. And they're meant to help us progress into that next phase. And, you know, that's just really where I feel like I am right now is the fact that there is so many good things about Canyon. There is, I, I love these kids here. I still, I want them to have everything that is uh, out in front of them because I know how hard they work. I know what they put into it. I know who they are. And it is just, it's such a fun time. I can't wait to see them grow under new things. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see them progress under new things. And because this has never been about one person here. It's never been about a, a Blake Bryant that helped build this thing. He he would be the first one to tell you, it ain't about me. It never was about me. And Todd Winfrey stepped into that seat and, and man, he's taken his own step and he's done things. And it's been so fun to watch him uh, take a different step into those things from where he was as offense coordinator. And that's what I'm looking to do for myself is that it's just another opportunity for myself to grow and for these kids to grow. Yeah, turn my mic up. What'd you say? This is Keep Your Powder Dry Podcast, and I'm Cody. And I'm Colby, and it's been a minute, as we've introed before on our past three episodes, I feel like. Hey, it's been a minute since we've been on here, but hey, don't forget about us on Facebook or Instagram. You can go follow us at Trust God, Keep Your Powder Dry. If you need anything, uh, you can email us at Gmail, our Gmail, the longest one you can email, the Trust God, Keep Your Powder Dry, and give us a follow while you're over there. And if you haven't, which it's been a minute, Go review us. It's been quite a while since we've had a good written review. Yeah. But it's kind of deserving since we haven't put out one almost in four months. So it's the review is like, how about you get consistent? (laughs) How about you show up? (laughs) How about you show up? Yes, that's a good one. We got some lined up. We got one today we're recording. It's going to be a good one. And then we got one coming up this week already scheduled for Wednesday to record. And then maybe another one for the weekend. And maybe we can get some consistency here. Yeah, that'll be cool. So call us out on it when you see us. I'm good with it. It was fun though addressing all the rumors though. Like, yeah, like what is like lost chemistry? You are fighting. No, no longer friends. Colby got fired for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, we can't really exactly. Be anymore. So, you got any shout outs this week? I don't. G three podcast. I yeah. mean, that's a pretty easy one. Shout out to them. Yeah, Chase Christie and Tanner Nice over at G three podcast. They had us on. If you hadn't listened to that episode, it was a lot of fun. It was a it was a good. They got some good stuff going over there. Yeah, you'll probably learn stuff about Colby you didn't know. And Cody, and you too. Yeah, well, that was probably just misunderstood. Yours is like like a thing. So What's mine a thing? I mean, we'll just leave it there and let them go listen to it. Yeah, it'll it'll uh, it'll give you a reason to have a conversation with Colby next time and ask him some questions about why he (laughs) is the way he is. So that was funny. It was it was a blast. That was a good podcast. Those guys are doing really cool stuff. Yeah. I need to get some people to go over there and listen to those guys because yeah. they're really doing some cool things. Heck yeah. So let's move on to our guest today. We have uh, today we have Coach Billy Rushing yeah. in the house. In the studio. I love it. Hi right, guys, I appreciate you. Tell uh, us let about me yourself. be here. Uh, yeah. you know, I I mean it's uh I've been here for twenty years in Canyon. I came out of college, right out of college, and Blake Bryant hired me uh without a, really having a spot for me. And uh it's been a blessing to be in Canyon for as long as I have. I've got great friends and, and people that have uh, mentored me throughout these 20 years. And, you know, just excited to, to get to talk to you guys a little bit and see what we can see what we can do with this deal. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. Yeah, some, probably some news 
out there a little bit. Yeah. Probably, yeah. It's probably gotten around already. Somewhat. But, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So tell us about your coaching career right now. Oh, man. I um, I came right out of Howard Payne University in 2003 and knew I wanted to get back in the panhandle. There's a pretty good little backstory to all that, but uh, we may get to that a little bit later. But the uh, uh, <laughs> There is a good one, <laughs> and we will get to that later. I <laughs> uh, came out of college, and you know I wanted to get back in the panhandle. It's where I where I was raised in Pampa and, and moved away, came back, and, and I got told by Dennis Cavalier uh, that was a head coach at Pampa when I was a kid. He said, man, you need to go up and meet Blake Bryant. And he said he's a young head coach. He's only been there. He was finishing up his third year at the time. And and so I kept calling him, and he wouldn't really – he didn't have anything for me, so he really didn't take a, uh, any of my calls or anything like that. And I finally got him to to agree just to let me come up. I was on spring break in college, and my dad had always told me, he said, you better have a job when you get done with college because <laughs> you better you better be a way to support yourself. And so I was I was getting after a little bit, and I got up and got to talk to him, and just it just clicked with him and, and him and his staff and uh, some greatest coaches I've ever been around, Todd Winfrey and George Doak and Jerry Robinson, Chad Russell, John Doan. I mean, just guys that have just been big parts of my life for – from then on and uh this was so blessed to get up here and uh, be a part of it i was a, a dt's coach and uh, a freshman baseball for my first probably seven years and uh but i was so fortunate they let me continue to do things on on the offensive side and and i'd always played offensive line and uh, you know i still remember uh in blake Bryan's old office over at the old at the junior high yeah uh it was my first year and we were sitting in the office and we were talking about how to take on a double team and George Doak rolling on the ground with me and Blake Bryant double teaming him to teach <laughs> me some technique and stuff like that. I mean, just, just things like that that just, you know, this has been so much fun kind of going back through all of it because, you know, you think back to those stories and you think back to the, the times you had with those guys and, and, you know, then I've been so blessed of, of just kind of moving through the system. And I've had uh, just wonderful people that have allowed me to continue to moving forward. And, uh, you know, I was at the DTs and, and, um, uh, Freshman baseball for seven years, and then my timeline is probably going to be off here. But I did uh, when Coach Rob left, I went moved to the offensive line and moved over to track. And then when Coach Doak left, I moved over to powerlifting. Uh, and then I've progressed up to where Coach Winfrey. Uh, I don't know if it was lack of options or if I'd actually, <laughs> or, uh, you know, earned it or not. But uh, he made me his offense coordinator the last two years, and it was uh, just been a blessing to to could have that opportunity and work with him and see what he can do. His his he and Blake's uh minds are just they're different and mm-hmm. they are just so good at what they do and i've you know it's just been such a, a blessing to get to work with with todd and then the, the guys on the staff right now the the latent rabs that are just so he's phenomenal and he's going to be something special josh quaby is just a mm-hmm. he's a kid magnet and just does a, such a good job and then you know you have the the what I always call the rock of our staff, John Doan, is just, I mean, he is just a guy that kids love, uh, but he is so demanding of kids and he's such a, uh, just a solid guy. You're going to get the same uh, John every day. You're going to get a worker. You're going to get a guy that cares about you. You're going to get a guy that just knows how to get after it and, and do it. And then, you know, our running backs coach, Wade Williams, just has a, a mind that's just different. He's a baseball uh, guy at heart, but he's a football coaching dude now. And I mean, he gets after it and he, he knows and he has this such an analytical mind that just helps. And that offensive staff was just phenomenal. The last two years, I've been so blessed to be be able to work with them. So it's it's been such a fun journey uh, and, and something that I just can't say enough about how much those those people mean to me. 
Well said. Well said. So you can kind of hear some past tense in there a little bit like me. So go ahead and you can kind of address where you're going a little bit and then we'll get into more details about yeah, some of that and, later. And tell us a lot about that process. I want yeah. to hear a lot about that. Yeah. You know, it, it was, it's, it's been different. I, I did, uh, this past week I was able to accept uh, a job at Stanton ISD as the athletic director and head football coach. Uh, been a dream, uh, for a long time and one that, uh, you probably even these two guys probably don't know that I I kind of put on the back burner and walked away from and was really wondering if I wanted to stay in this side of coaching uh, of of it because it's, it's been a long process, Cody. It's been the process that uh, you know it's, it gets daunting. This mm-hmm. was the uh, and I actually wasn't even going after a job at the time. I got a friend that called me from from Panhandle named Dane Ashley, that's head coach over there, and he called me and he just said, hey, I've got a good friend that's the principal at Stanton. He said, what do you think about that job? And I said, man, I don't know anything about it. And so then I started going through the process, and it, it's just been a God thing for me. If My prayer uh, has been, you know, you know what I need for this job, and you know what I needed from it. And it was just such a, it was such a wonderful process. I, I got a call that, hey, we'd like to – talked to you, sent my stuff in. And then I just kind of left it alone. Didn't really do a whole lot with it. And he called me back and he said, tell me about yourself a little bit. And so we, we talked just a moment, nothing, nothing official or anything. And it, it just seemed like he and I both, uh, Drew Daniel is the principal down there and just kind of got a connection a little bit. And then went down for an interview, uh, I guess a week ago, Saturday, and, uh, and, and just had a wonderful interview with them and their board and uh, was able to, to get some things kind of rolling with that. And then uh, this last Tuesday uh, they offered me the job and I accepted. And so uh, it was, it's been a, such a bittersweet time, but it's been, you know, something that I've, I've wanted, I've, I've challenged myself. I've, I've wanted to uh, have that opportunity. And, and y'all, you know, if you played sports in any way, then you know that, that rush of running out onto a field mm-hmm. and that first time, it's something I've dreamed about for a long time of, of being, I don't like to say in charge of anything because I've got so many people that are going to have to come behind that and the kids are the ones that actually do it, but it's just to be a part of that in a little bit different way to, and, you know, uh, have somebody that just, you, you're responsible for those things and, and what it looks like. And, you know, I, I like that and I've, I've learned that from great mentors and, you know, I can't wait to, to sit in that chair because it's what Blake always told me. He said, you know, it's a different chair. And he said, you, you have to prepare yourself for, for a lot of things. And, and, uh, but it's something that's so rewarding when you get to see it kind of come to fruition of, of all the things of the kids getting to see those things. So yep. excited about it. Yeah. That's very cool. And I mean, I, I, you know, thought for years, you know, that you were, you know, had that opportunity to go and, really seemed like that was going to happen for you, you know, earlier. And yeah. then, and then now, you know, you, you, you stay with this team and it's, and I, I can't even imagine, man, there's so many things that, that, uh, I have, you know, when I went into work and I worked at Canyon high school, uh, with you guys for, for a little stint and, you know, going into Canyon high school, my perspective of coaches was, was one thing. And then, you know, as you get to meet those guys and be around those guys a lot, you kind of change that and, and just, you know, you, I, I'm sure it's a huge struggle. You know, do you want to be, uh, settled and right where you are and know consistently what you're going to be doing day in, day out? And, you know, you're probably going to be, you know, on the plus 500 side, you're going to be winning, you know, good things are going to be mm-hmm. happening. You got a real supportive community and then you're going to risk that 
for going out on your own and being the guy, the guy, you know, and, and I'm sure. So kind of talk to us about that, that, mm-hmm. that struggle. I promise you it's, it's a big struggle and it's one that's, um, that's definitely been daunting over this process because of the fact that you, you're exactly right. You get uh, so comfortable being right here in Canyon, Texas. And it's not a comfort of, Hey, I'm not pursuing anything. I'm not trying to be better for these Canyon kids. It's a comfort of, I I know what I get from these Canyon kids Mm -hmm. and I know where I can push and I know what I can do. And I know what I can, I can say, and I can, I can be a part of something that's so special because you're right. I mean, we have, we've had down years, Mm -hmm. but you know, we've also had years where we are as good as anybody in the state because of our kids, not because of us. Yeah. And so it's it's something that you you want that. And this is a, something that's been on my heart a lot is that uh you know God puts us in places and he he allows us to have talents that we need to use for different things. And sometimes our talents are used here for a purpose that are meant to move us to the next phase and they're meant to help us progress into that next phase and you know that's just really where I feel like I am right now is the fact that there is so many good things about Canyon. There's I I love these kids Kids here, I still I want them to have everything that is uh, out in front of them because I know how hard they work. I know what they put into it. I know who they are, and it is just it's such a fun time. I can't wait to see them grow under new things. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see them progress under new things, and because this has never been about one person here, it's never been about a, a Blake Bryant that helped build this thing. He he would be the first one to tell you it ain't about me. It never was about me. And Todd Winfrey stepped into that seat and, and man, he's taken his own step and he's done things. And it's been so fun to watch him, uh, take a different step into those things from where he was as offense coordinator. And that's what I'm looking to do for myself is it, it's just another opportunity for myself to grow and for these kids to grow. I have no idea what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to look like for them. I don't know what it's going to look like for me. I know they're going to be on a great end because I know what they've got established. Me on the other end, I know that I've got opportunity to go and find good kids and stay mm-hmm. in Texas. I know I've got an opportunity opportunity to go find good coaches in Stanton, Texas that uh, that are ready for these things and, and they're ready for me to go there. And I'm ready to learn from them because mm-hmm. that's what we always do in this whole process because we want coaches to be learners. We want people to continue to move forward. And if you're not wanting that, then you're not in it for the right reasons. Because, that, you know, and that's what Todd Winfrey, uh, I can't say enough good things about him and Toby Tucker and Dr. Flushy and Jennifer Bourne and Jessica Ray, their leadership at the Canyon High School and Canyon ISD. Every one of them, when I told them about this, they were they were just so over the top excited for me, mm-hmm. and they wanted these things for me as well because you know uh, it's so hard to walk away from those people because it is such a comfort and it's such a good place right here in Canyon, Texas. But it's something that you know I just really feel like that is it's supposed to be right now, yeah. and I, I think it's a it's the right move uh, for myself. Yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, that's something I, that I was really odd thing for me to experience. Uh, so I've got a, a couple of comments about the whole Canyon thing. You know, I, I've noticed, you know, you know, being in law enforcement for a long time, you know, uh, you know, just to be frank, we, you know, I, I think our industry in law enforcement is similar to a lot of industries. When someone leaves us, yeah. like we've cut ties, like you have hurt us, you're disloyal. You know, you're not getting anything for the next two weeks. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're getting, you're not getting Jack, you know. Um, but something I noticed about Canyon High School and, and I've noticed a, a lot about Randall County too. Um, m- more so than other places that I've been is the pride that hell yeah, you're they taking from somebody here. from Canyon High School. Yes. You're gosh dang right. You know, yeah. and even in the district, you know, when people would leave in within the district and go other places, mm-hmm. we were like, heck yeah. Cause mm-hmm. you're taken from the best, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, 
you know, I can't help but think I, I, I uh, you know, I, I look at those, that coaching staff and, and, and Blake was really, really good at this, but man, Todd has mm-hmm. perfected it. And you're the stuff that you've got coming out of your mouth right now. I, I, shows I that. yeah, I can't, I can't figure it out. Like, like, so we get these guys that first of all, first of all, love kids. Yep. Okay. Which is, I mean, who does that? Like, right. You know, like we have a lot of coaches out there. We have a lot of teachers that just don't love kids. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so first ingredient, they love kids and then they're damn good coaches. Yep. I mean, their coaching minds are unbelievable, but what the, the, the like trifecta that I could have never been able to put my, I, I can't wrap my mind around this portion of the total package of the, the Canyon high school coach or, it's really, it's really the Canaan High School coach because I see it in in boys basketball, I see it in girls basketball, mm-hmm. I see it, and obviously, really, really well in football. Is that ability to just articulate so well verbally what's going on yeah. and say the right things without being frustrated and always turn that back to being about the kids? I mean, I, we see a thousand interviews of coaches mm-hmm. and they say just prideful, ignorant things, you know, all the time in front of the news media. But man, anytime you hear one of our coaches talk, it's all about the kids and it's all about where's God at in this. And, and, and I think sometimes people see that and they don't see it as genuine, but I'm telling you a hundred percent, it's genuine. Like I know these, these men and that's what I think is so, and I'm super excited to be able to have Billy on the, on, on uh, the podcast because there are these throwback men uh, in our, in our world, you know, that are doing things that our grandfathers used to do, yeah. you know, that, and, uh, and a, a, a perfect example is we're at the gym the other day and I don't even know, he probably doesn't even realize he did it, but it, it's just, it was just natural for him. We were all in the, we're, we're in a gym at the fire department, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like, so it's kind of a community people, you know, maybe, associated with the city may not, or, or they may be spouses or whatever. And I'm over there. I don't even really know what I'm doing. I may be finishing. I think I was finishing a lift or something and a, and a, a firefighter's wife walks in. Of course he doesn't know who it is, he, but a firefighter's wife walks in and, and Billy stands up to introduce himself to her. Like as, like as if they were in a, so it was just, yeah. it's just unique. And so I, I think there's something unique about, that throwback, you know, the Todd Winfrey, mm-hmm. the Blake Bryant, the Billy Rushing, the Jared Wirtz. Yeah. It seems like this, this throwback generation of we're, we're going to take, you know, manhood back to, you know, many, many years ago where women are well respected and we don't, we don't say inappropriate things and, yeah. you know, we cater to women and, and, uh, I mean, it, it was just, it's refreshing. And, uh, man, just as somebody that's had a kid and, you know, that, went through that program. Uh, I said it when Todd Winfrey was on here. Yep. I'll say it when Billy rushing is on here. My kid today, probably had he had the heart that he has today, probably makes a way to start. And you'll see from some of the conversations we've had, it's been many, yeah. many of them. But, but, but Seth just for whatever reason during that time was world, he had other priorities, but his, his main priority was to be in that locker room. And I never really caught on. To, I kind of caught on to it, but and and to hear him tell you, he just wanted to be around those coaches, and he wanted to be around good men. And you know what's cool? There was a place for him. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yeah. like today, you know, the dude's in the gym and he's doing all kinds of things. He's 
ticked off at his high school self, you know, like we talk yeah. about sometimes, yeah. but it's really cool. And I mean, I, I, I love what you guys have been doing up there and I know exactly why Stanton hired you. I mean, it's, it's an obvious thing for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I well, think it's good. you know, one of the things that you hit on out there, Cody, that I, I want to kind of build just for a second is that, um, the, the idea of the locker room, that, that's something that I think our culture's losing a little bit mm-hmm. of that work to something, mm-hmm. that, that desire for something out in front of me instead of the, uh, the instantaneous or the instant gratification. Uh, because I think that there's a lot of times that people want, and I'm, and I'm the same way. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm not, but we want to see uh, validation from our work mm-hmm. and we want it to come instantaneously. And some of the best things about athletics and the desire for those locker rooms and working through the locker rooms from our freshman room to our JV room to our varsity room, putting the C on the helmet is to kind of show that that instant gratification doesn't always come. Yeah. And it's not always, it's not, and it's okay that it doesn't mm-hmm. because the work is never done. Then it's and it's always too early to quit. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can get frustrated, but it's always too early to quit. And so when kids learn how to do that, they become those men that want to continue to have those good relationships with their wives, their kids, to work through those things and do those things as who they are. And so that desire to move through what Seth did. Seth was a wonderful young man, and and always seeing his successes are something we we cherish as much as anything, whether it's athletic or being a great yeah. husband. I mean, I get to see kids all the time about uh, running to Trey Crozier and his beautiful wife last night at Walmart and their little baby girl. You know what I mean? Trey played for us back in, I don't know, 2010, 12, somewhere in there. And, you know, just a great young man. But mm-hmm. just seeing who he is now, it that it gives me excitement too because, you know, and it, it doesn't take a long conversation. This is a, hi, you doing, coach? But it's something seeing who they are. And mm-hmm. we are just a very, very smart part of that. But it's so enjoyable to be a part of that in such a good, a good community. For sure. Yeah, and something that, you're showing or even right there just talking about those kids is and I know Coach Winfrey's gonna find the person to fill that fill that slot, but is your passion for these kids and for the game. Is uh everybody knows you're the first one that'll be yelling at them if they mess up. Yeah. But you're also the first one that's gonna be there to love on them. And uh I'll be I'll be excited to see who fills that role. But I mean, I think it's gonna be a hard shoes to fill with you. Cause I mean from I mean, I kind of have a soft spot too because your your first year was my senior year at high school, and it was the last year at the old high school. Yeah. And we 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 get done with that. You had the passion from day one, even though you were the the, fre- <laughs> the, the freshman coach or yeah. and all that. Is yeah. you still? Were, I mean, from day one, I was even looking back. I think it as a varsity coach because you were all about the kids on it, and I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. But where did uh, that passion come from? Uh, I'll tell you one thing. First and foremost, Canyon will be better. Uh, they, they will. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and, and, you know, because I'll be honest with you, you know, there's uh, there's phenomenal coaches that are everywhere. And, and, and being a part of the Canyon way is what that coach will do. Because mm-hmm. uh, just like you said, Coach Winfrey will uh, be – uh, so diligent at his his pursuit of people uh because he he's he's so protective of the canyon way mm-hmm. he's so protective of what that is now he's also one that stretches it and he's <laughs> one that always wants it to be dynamic and so he's going to bring in somebody that has a that brings something that he doesn't yeah you know i mean coach winfrey is the first person that will tell you i want to hire people that are not exactly like me there's non-negotiables. We're going to do yeah. these things, but he wants to hire people that are not exactly like him because he wants, and he is, uh, you know, uh, he has an ego just like I have an ego, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is he wants the, 
best people around those kids to continue to press them, to continue to mold them and to continue to move them forward. And so I have no doubt. And I'm so excited for who that person is. And and I'll be quite honest with you. I've been praying for them just like I've been praying for my staff because I want, uh, I want them to come in and do something so special here and, and continue to build that state championship, uh, culture that we have and then what we talk about playing 16 games it's not just about winning district championships yes that's a that is mm-hmm. a phenomenal goal but that's not the ultimate goal for canyon eagles and it's it's to progress them and to continue to build them and, and have that the passion for the game came from a guy named bobby fryer and my dad those are the two men that i really my dad has loved the game my dad did not have an opportunity uh when he was a kid you know i, I my dad's my hero and uh, my dad was a phenomenal running back in Erick, Oklahoma, Shamrock, Texas, and in those areas in his in his time frame. And and he his dad didn't allow that dream. Mm. He was told to go get a job, mm-hmm. and so he did. And he had opportunities to maybe go play at the college level, and and he didn't do it, and he didn't pursue it. And so that that drive was always something I learned from my dad. And it was never a woe me or a pity me type deal. But I still remember my first game after my first game at Howard Payne University. Um, we, uh, we get done, and we come back out of the deal, and my dad gives me a big hug, and he says, you passed me. <laughs> and he was so happy for me. He was so happy for me. And he, he just, he hugged me and he said, you, you did more. And he said, you've done more. And he said, I'm just so proud of you. And my dad, if y'all, if you've ever been to a Kane Eagle game, he's, he's right there about six rows up on the, on the 50 yard <laughs> line. And, and he is yelling and screaming and he's passionate about the game. He's always had a passion about, uh, what he does. And he's a pastor. And I still, you know, my mannerisms and I, you know, always, I go back to him. I mean, you know, he, he broke the watch on his, he broke the face on his watch one time. He used to carry it on his hand when he was preaching. He punched his fist into his watch and he broke it in a sermon. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> the awesome. guy, I mean, just, if you ever, you, you watch me coach and you, you see something about, you know, I, I get lost in the moments because it's, it's about everybody else. It's not about me. I don't care about yeah. people seeing me or whatever it is. It's never been about that. It's always been about what are these kids doing? And, and when you see them, uh, you, you want the very, very best for them. And so that, that passion comes out from just the desire for people to be more. People mm-hmm. to be more of who they are and, and see the talents that they have and know that they're enough and know that they're, they're loved and that they're valued and they, they have good things ahead of them. And when they're in trouble, yeah, we're going to jump their butts and we're going to get right in the middle of them and we're going to make sure they understand, Hey, that's not our standard. But the next thing is that we're going to do is we're going to make sure they know that they are loved mm-hmm. and that they're moving to the next thing and we can do those things. Another gentleman I mentioned is named Bobby Fryer. Bobby was my, uh, powerlifting coach and offensive line coach when I was in high school. And he was a guy that was just so genuine. And I always wanted that. I always wanted a coach to be straight genuine with me. And when I wasn't right, I wasn't right. And when I was right, I was right. You know what I'm saying? And just that it allowed me to be something more of myself. And he ended up being a, a superintendent. He's phenomenal. He's retired now, but he's a guy that I still keep up with and, and want to, to, I guess to have him know that I'm, I'm pursuing what he, what he started a long time ago, uh, in, in who he, who he built and things like that. But those are the guys that I had a college coach named Charlie Moot, uh, that was probably the best motivator I'd ever been around in my life. And he, he had a way of motivating you individually. He was a yeller and a screamer. He was from up north, upstate New York, went to Ithaca College, took three tours of duty in Vietnam. 
every other word was a cuss word. <laughs> he didn't know my name for a year and a half. He called me blessing. It I was about to say, was that's one of the things we got from Julie <laughs> and Jared. <laughs> he, he, he called me blessing for a year. And I, it wasn't that I was a blessing. He just didn't know my name. Oh, blessing. But he, uh, uh, Coach Moot was was so phenomenal. He he knew I didn't. I wasn't a guy that had to be yelled at. Uh, as I grew, I I, did, I could take a butt to it, and I had no problem yeah. with that. But that wasn't the way to get me. Being silent when I messed up and just staring at me was the worst. That was the best way to get I me. I feel you on that. And he would walk in the front of the huddle. We huddled up every time, and we were in practice. I'll still never forget it. He had an old. I don't know y'all don't remember this, but the uh, the plastic visors. That had the oh, yeah. sweatband in them. Uh-huh. You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Okay, he had a New Orleans Saints sweat visor, <laughs> and he had glasses on, but then he had sunglasses on top of the visor, and he would stand next to our quarterback, and he would just stare at me. He wouldn't say a word, <laughs> and when I messed up, he'd just stand there and stare at me, and I, I it, it just infuriated me, and it just, but it. I, it I knew you. exactly. You're I knew, like, but it, it, he would chew the guy next to him. I'm like, just yell at me. Just, just yell at me. Something. I just want you to yell at me right now. I just <laughs> done. Be done oh. with it. Because he would just stare at me, and I, I still remember, you know, just and I would go by him. And I, but I look back now, and I, I, I hate to say we we lost him to Lou Gehrig's disease in about 2004. Mm. Uh, but there's just Charlie Moot was. A guy that I, I still take parts of learning the psychology of of coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really fun to me, and uh, he was one of the best ones I ever had do that for me. So where did blessing come from? I don't know. He just didn't know your name. I, I was a, when I went in. He he recruited me. My, my recruiting process was very really simple. He walked into Jacksboro High School and walked into the <laughs> office, and he says, "Do you want to pay to play?" I said, "Yeah, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Let's go." You know, so that was my recruiting process. It was not like what Javen and Derek and all those guys. <laughs> what did look like that? Nobody else was coming around, baby. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't anything like what these the, the, a good player had going on for him. <laughs> it was a, it, you know, hey, do you want to come? And I, yes, sir. And I go down there as a guard and. Uh, there's probably I bet you there's 15 guards on each you know in sides and I I played center one game in my life and it was because our our center got in trouble before our first playoff game uh, against Seymour and uh, <laughs> he Panthers. he went to a, a baseball showcase and so our head coach wasn't going to start him and because he'd been gone Monday and Tuesday of that week and so our head coach wasn't going to start him so I played center in that game and he asked he we had three centers and he said can anybody snap and I said I can. You know, I played baseball all my life. I can throw a ball, you know, and so I, I snapped. And that's how I got into the, the realm of him even know who I was. And I really think he heard me say rushing with my mouthpiece in, and he kind of took it because he couldn't figure out what I said, and he took it as blessing. So I was Billy Blessing for a year. And so it was it was literally the next off season before he called me by my real name. And that's so, funny. So who gave you the nickname in college then? That we kind of got told. Yeah. Sweet Cheeks? Oh, my gosh. That's from Jared and Julie as well. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember. I got stepped on in a game, and it ripped my pants. <laughs> I mean, literally, uh, I I got stepped on in the game and uh, playing, and I, I get – we're in a pile, and I get stepped on, and I get my pants rip on one – my right butt cheek. And so I play the rest of that series – uh, and the referee is actually the one that whistled at me. I didn't even know it happened, 
but he whistled when I because we turned around away from the ball to huddle, <laughs> and he he did the little cat call whistle on me, and he started he just got this big old smile on his face, and <laughs> and I've got a big old I had a big old mark on my butt, and from a, a you know the old mm-hmm. molding or the old uh, screw in cleats that just cut my <laughs> it cut my pants and my girdle and everything else, and so I had my butt hanging out for about <laughs> about five plays there. I put a pair of pants over. Because <laughs> I, I just got to the sideline to put a pair of pants over my deal, but I that was my sophomore year in college. So yeah, I've I've completely forgot about it. I was trying to figure out what nickname you had for me. <laughs> so they they just kept with the sweet cheeks for a while, or well, it, with the ones that knew, yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, like I didn't that. let that one out too often. You didn't? No, I didn't. Well, that's pretty funny. sucks that it got out here. Yeah, man. exactly. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> well, you've mentioned it a couple of times about. Just go ahead and tell the uh, the. My dad, when I asked him, I was like, hey, give me some coach rushing stories. And he goes, ask about the extra point in overtime his senior year in high school. <laughs> and so I'll let you tell it. You know, we I've uh, heard it a few times. <laughs> we uh, uh, It was kind of cool because if, if you remember, uh, our our offense coordinator and your dad's offense coordinator were brothers. Yeah. Uh, the Belcher brothers yep. and uh, Scott Jeff and Jeff. Yep. And so they, you know, it had been a big deal. We were supposed to play in the regular season and we got rained out. And it was literally they came over to Jacksboro. They sat on a bus for three hours. I mean, it was just it just came. Yeah. You know, you had the old grass fields, and there was no point. It was a non district game, uh, and we both knew that there was a chance we could see each other again later on. And so they called the game, and we get into that game, and it is a knockdown, <laughs> drag out fight. And I believe we end up scoring late to tie it. Yep. Um, and we go into overtime, and Seymour gets the ball first. And goes down and, and I mean, just right down the field. And I mean, these guys were good. Had a fullback named Peters, uh, yep. and had a quarterback. I can't remember his name, but he was stinking good. I mean, they were good. George Doak had a, they had a heck of a team and we were very evenly matched. And, uh, they go down and right down the field to score and their, their kicker hadn't missed at all. And all of a sudden he pushes one to the left. And I, I believe it was the left. I, I don't know. I was playing defense at the time. I went both ways. I, don't, I, I was so sick and tired by the end of that time. And uh, so we get the ball. We come down and we get to a third down and we throw a little tight end uh, pass across the middle and our Kirby Rocky scores. And we have a uh, kind of cool, our, our holder is named Nick Lewis. And if you Google Nick Lewis, he he is the all-time leading receiver in the Canadian Football League now. Oh wow. my, that's he, crazy. He was he's from Jacksboro, Texas. And he that's was cool. he was a junior uh that year. And I mean, Nick was a, a he was he, you can't believe the kind of kid he was, but he was just a phenomenal receiver. And I looked at Nick, I still remember I was a, I was a toe punch kicker, and <laughs> I looked at Nick and I said, Don't you pull this ball? And I said, You get it down somewhere and I'll hit it. And uh Chris Anderson snapped it, Nick got the hold, and I I put a I put a ball through the left or just on the basically the left center side of it, and we won the by district game in Graham, Texas, 29-28. Yep. And I'll tell you the crazy thing about that too is uh as the celebration happens, my sister's a sophomore in college at WT at the time, and the celebration happens, and Scott Belcher's the first person to me. And as soon as I hugged him, I turned, and my sister's in my arms. She had sprinted down the stands, and she jumps over the rail onto the track, and she's on the field in the middle of the celebration. I don't know how she got there that fast. But that sounds so unlike her. <laughs> it was it was awesome because there's a there's a really cool picture. Uh, and Julie, if you if, uh, nobody will ever see the pictures, but the uh, Julie in the pictures is wearing a a denim shirt. 
that we had as a game shirts. Mm-hmm. And the reason was is because she showed up in a maroon sweater. And my dad- <laughs> Seymour Panthers were maroon. Seymour Panthers were maroon. My dad wasn't going to let her wear it. Uh, so she had to put a, a, a shirt over over her sweater at the time. But th- there's just so many good memories of, of that. But to build off that story, uh, that about three years, four years later, I'm trying to get to Canyon. And I haven't- uh, I haven't got to Canyon yet, but I've <laughs> talked to Blake and I'm actually, I'm on my spring break and I'm judging powerlifting meets. Yep. That was the other in, thing I was supposed to ask you about. And we're in Florida. Yep. And what's crazy is I'm here on both of these things. Yes. Like yes. I, the going back before you go into that story. So that was Seymour's first time to make the playoffs in 42 years. Wow. That whenever he did that. That he ruined. That, yeah. And so he always gave him and he'll go into details on this, but in that vid, there's film I'm on the sideline as a seventh grader with him kicking the field goal. And I guarantee the celebration. So Julie's probably on that video as well. And then here we are, how many years later, sitting here doing a podcast. Just about five years, I think. It's It's crazy. So anyway, you can go on with the next one then. Well, we're we're at this deal. uh, You know, if your listeners don't know George Doak, they're missing out. Uh, They're going to know him pretty soon. He's coming on. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Uh, But I didn't know George Doak. I didn't know him at all. At all. And so I show up to this power up to me and I had an opportunity. I was supposed to go. I think that was a Saturday. I supposed to go meet with Blake like Tuesday. And so I'm searching out the Canyon coaches. Well, the two coaches, and this is kind of crazy, but Todd Winfrey yep. uh, was his assistant and George was the head power coach and Matt McCloskey and Robert Martin, uh, Buck, yeah, Buck, Buck, Buck Martin Martin. were the two lifters that they had there that day. And I'm, I'm judging them. And we're standing around before the meet happens, all that kind of stuff. And I find George. And so I was like, hey, you're at Canyon. Yes, sir. We're going to go back forth. I was like, well, hi, I'm coming up to Coach Bryant. And, you know, I'm just trying to be the guy, you know, trying to sell, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be here and <laughs> yeah. I want to do these things. And so I start talking to George. And he he says, well, where are you from? And I said, I'm Howard Payne and this and that. And he said, where'd you go to high school? And I said, in Jacksboro. And I said, you know, it's down around Wichita Falls. And he goes, I know where exactly where it is. He said, when did you graduate? And I said, well, uh, uh, 99. I, I can said see the, this coming. I said, the, the 98 season was my last year. And, and he said, well, so you played on the 98 team at Jacksboro? And I said, yes, sir. I said, I said, you know, uh, we were, we were playing. And I said, you know, we went three rounds deep. And I said, you know, we had a really cool bi-district game. And – I don't even know why it made me talk about it. I mean, really and truly, I don't even know why. But I talk about the bi-district game, and he goes, yeah, I know it. I was the head coach at Seymour. I went, oh. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Punch in the and stomach. if you don't know George, then you, you, you can't imagine the face, because he just – he was so stoic. Oh, dead still. I mean, I'm nothing. Sure no emotion. He wasn't mad at me. Yeah. He just – he goes, yeah, that was my last game. You got me fired. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, I just go pale. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, here's the greatest thing. He walks away. Of course. <laughs> Literally turns around and, and he walks away from me. And about that time, Todd had come up and was standing there. And I just looked at Todd. I don't know who Todd Winfrey is at all at this point <laughs> in my life. And I just looked at him and I'm like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Before he walked away, he said, you may want to look for another place to be. That's what he was. <laughs> and he, then he turns and walks away from me and he's just stoic and Todd just kind of laughs and chuckles and he introduces himself and I don't forget this. Well, Tuesday I come around and, and they're, you know, the old offices, you had the split of the driveway and all that kind of stuff. I'll come in that front office and, 
And I walk in and George is sitting at his desk and he looks up and he looks right back down. It doesn't say a word to me. <laughs> he doesn't let you lose. <laughs> and Todd, Todd comes in and grabs me and we're going through all this stuff and all that kind of stuff. And it's not until I come back in like April <laughs> and George finally catches me and he goes, Hey, you know, man, this has been the greatest place in the world for me. I'm so, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at you at all. And, but he, <laughs> he, it was like months of just kind of holding me onto this deal. And he still, he would never let me forget it, but it was such a, it's a, it's a cool memory. Oh yeah. Cause well, I, I'm not so, so much I, then, but I, I'm thankful because George Doak is one of the greatest mentors anybody could ever have. And I'm not saying that just because Kobe said here, because it, George Doak, Doak taught me a couple of things that I'll never take away that I'll never lose from coaching. He, he told me when I was a young coach, he said, never let coaching be your only thing. Never let coaching be your only thing. Always have more about who you are than coaching. Mm. Coaching is a fun and it's a great passion. And it's a good thing. But if it's the only thing you are, you will, you will lose yourself in it and you'll never become who you really need to be. And I, I didn't understand it at the time. Now I understand it. Mm. I really do. And I, I want to pursue coaching as hard and as fast as I possibly can. But when it's over, I've got other things I want to do in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciated that from him so much. And then how he was able to, uh, coach kids extremely hard and get the most out of kids and never once was out of temper. George is one of those dudes that I still, if I'm going into a dark alley fight, I'm taking him with me. Mm -hmm. I always thought about that, but I never saw him lose his temper once with a kid ever. He never was off the handle. He never was. He was so in control of everything he did. And he was so smart about how he ran his defense and what he did. And I, I appreciated him so much because as we had some young coaches, some phenomenal West Plains High School, uh, Blake Bryant, he said, hey, I'm going to move this guy into the co-DC role. And George said, absolutely, man. He's good. He's phenomenal. He can make us better. And he, George has been the DC for Blake for, I don't know, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And and he, he never balked at it. He just said, yep. That's exactly what we need to be doing. That guy's good. And he wanted young coaches like myself, Adam Cummings, Cameron Rosser, if y'all don't know, sister, <laughs> superintendent. Dog. Uh, <laughs> <Show> dog. <laughs> Cameron Rosser. But Cameron was a phenomenal coach. I wish y'all could have known him on that field. But I mean, you know, he just, he molded people. You know, I was so fortunate to have George Doak and Jerry Robinson. And, mm-hmm. and those are two of the greatest men I've ever been around in my life that they, uh, they wanted young coaches to come in and they wanted them to be better. They wanted to continue to push you to be better. They didn't want you to, to just stay here. They wanted to find a way to get you out there. They wanted to find a way to help you and they never needed anything from you. Never. Mm-hmm. They just wanted you to be good. That's cool. And welcome to my life on keeping a joke running for that long and oh, keeping man, that I, straight, I can only imagine. straight face the I whole time. Imagine. And the only is he person, mad or what it is? You think this is funny? The only yeah. person that can get him is your mom. Yep, that's true. <laughs> that is that is totally true right there. Oh man. Um so we've talked to also some other people. Um let's go back to Jared and Julie's. Do you want to talk about that? What they said about with JC? Yeah, because I got a question after this one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, really, I'd I'd like to. I mean, I, I think that's probably a, a was a, a difficult conversation. I'm guessing, and I'd like to know, you know, just kind of wrap that up and tell us why that is, and talk about your relationship with JC. You know, Cody, it was it was one of the sweetest conversations. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I told Julie and Jared Tuesday night, but I didn't want to tell JC. Uh, over the phone because mm. I didn't tell her anything about anything going on. I don't, I didn't, 
involve uh, and not in a bad way. Uh, right or wrong, I don't know if I was right or wrong, but I didn't really do that until things get a little more serious with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so right or wrong in that, I don't know. But JC on uh, Wednesday morning, uh, she always comes to powerlifting. Well, my yeah. girls come to powerlifting at 530 in the morning. And to kind of set that up for people that may not know, Jared and Julie. Julie is your sister. Yes. Jared, sorry. Married to Julie. JC is the last kid home, which is a junior yeah. who powerlifts and, a little and bit. And she's my little niece. She, yeah. she weighs she weighs nothing, but she's a she's a fun little cheerleader, powerlifter. I mean, just an amazing little girl. And I've been so fortunate to coach the boys, and I've been so fortunate to coach JC. And uh, it was I, – I, I hated it. But I knew I needed to tell her before it ever got out. Mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody else to tell her before I did. And so I uh, I said, hey, I need to talk to you for a second. And so I took her into the turf room. And uh, I always try to make a joke with her and say, you're not, you're, not, you're in trouble or whatever. And, and she said, I'm not in trouble. <laughs> and <laughs> She knows you. <laughs> and so uh, I looked at her and I said, I said, I, I'm, I'm going to take the athletic director head football job at Stanton. And I said, I'm going to be leaving. And she looked at me and she said, awesome. Oh, I know hmm. how long you've been wanting to do that. That's cool. And she was, so she was good. so good. Uh, she was, uh, she made me, she made me feel, you know, happy and proud. Uh, I hate that I, you know, that, cause one of my sweetest little traditions is I always give her a hug when I come on the field. Yeah. I find her in that line of cheerleaders that, she says she. They all look the same. I can't even find her. She has to find me. Uh, but she's so beautiful and she's so talented. And, and you know, it, it just was always a. I've done it since she was a little girl. She used to come to the rail and she'd always give me a hug before the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so I'm very thankful. Um, and I don't know if Todd may kill me for this, but Canyon's uh, first game is a Thursday night on uh, this year, and my first game is a Friday. And so uh, I think I'm hoping that my my family's going to be able to be there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to, it, you know, uh, I'm hoping that's going to continue to be, be able to case for this year. And, uh, you know, cause I, I really hope I can give her that hug, yeah. uh, before my first game, because yeah. it's, it's always been a tradition for us. And, and it's something that I find very, very special. Yeah. I hope they do. make it for sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Tell, tell us about just coaching both of those boys. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's, that's uh, something that's, different that's, coaching family. And oh, yeah. that makes you see your take on this. It, you know, and, and I, I, again, I learned from really good people. I learned from uh, George Doak. I learned from uh, Mark Reeser. Uh, I learned from Blake Bryant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, you know, Jaden and, and Jake, neither one of my sons, but they are, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate that my, my sister and brother in law, Julia and Jared, have allowed me to be very, very involved in their family. I'm so fortunate about how they've allowed me to be a part of that and, and be the uncle, but also be uh, one that can discipline, one that can, that can question, that can do, that can push and do those things. And so I'm so very fortunate. Jake, my oldest, uh, you know, he, he, he was such a, a, a fun kid to be around and do those things. He was so talented in, in so many areas and, and, uh, he never saw that, that, 
that complete success on the football field. You know, he didn't get the the validation of all those things, but his work ethic is second mm-hmm. to none. Mm-hmm. And who he was as a teammate and what he did for our teams, being a special teams player and being a kid that every day was at practice was working to be better. You know, in, in the playing time and things like that may not have been what was shown from him, but he was such a good uh, teammate. and He did so many good things, and, and he – found his other niches in powerlifting and he was a phenomenal 400 runner. I hate that he mm-hmm. lost his senior year running the 400 uh, because of COVID and all that other kind of mm-hmm. stuff that happened he to him. He could run that. He, he was, was such a good, yeah. uh, good athlete. But, you know, one of the coolest things I ever d- got to do was before they started seventh grade, I said, hey, I want to – I'm going to – me and you are going to go to dinner. And I said, uh, I've always been Uncle Bub, and I still am Uncle Bub, and I hope I always will be uh, to my to my nieces and nephews and but we would go down and sit down. And I remember I took Jake to Calico County. I don't know why, but that's where he wanted to go. So that's where we went. And uh, he was coming out of his sixth grade. And I said, okay, now this is going to have to change a little bit between our dynamic and the fact that it's Coach Rushing in this time frame. Then you're going to call me Coach Rushing. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're going to respect it just like anybody else would. Uh, this is what I expect of you. This is how this is going to work. And this is what's going to be. When we do it. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was such a cool atmosphere seeing that and getting to be a part of that. And Jake was always a safety and, and receiver and different things like that. And, uh, just was, I can't imagine all the good things that he did for us and how, how good he was in that, but always had Jaden that was a lineman. And I did the exact same thing. Uh, when Jaden was in sixth grade, I took him out. Now I ended up having to take Jake or Jaden out twice because uh, he figured out he was going to get a free dinner. Yeah, out of I'm going to get to eat. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to get a free dinner out of this deal. And uh, but I took him out and did the same thing. And you know, and both the boys were just so phenomenal with they. You know, they were like, "Yes, sir," and you know, "Hey, let's mm-hmm. do this." And and it was it was special with both of them. And, and you know, I got an opportunity to do something a little bit different with Jaden because he played the position I coached, mm-hmm. and I, I was so fortunate getting to coach him in that type of deal because it was something that I got to see him on a daily basis doing those things. And he uh, he was able to have great success on the football field. He was a phenomenal guard mm-hmm. on that semifinal team that got hurt in our, our uh, second-to-last district ball game against Dumas, tore up his knee pretty good and uh, gave an opportunity for another kid named Chisholm Kaler to come in and did some great things. And, you know, I hated Jaden, but Jaden was a phenomenal teammate. and He didn't miss a game. Mm-hmm. He had surgery, I think, two days before our playoff game against Fort Stockton and he's in a wheelchair on the sidelines. And and it's just a testimony to who he is uh, as, as a kid that just wanted to be a part of it. And he, um, I was so fortunate to be a be a part of that with him, and it was so special. His senior year, I was his offense coordinator and, and uh, uh, offensive line coach. Still, I can't uh, tell you how much it just meant that of watching him be a player and watching him grow in that and 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 doing those things. You know, I loved laughing with him. We laugh back and forth now. Uh, he wore sixty six, which was my high school number, <laughs> and I always tell him I'm still the greatest sixty six out there. But, <laughs> you know, he. It was just so much fun watching him grow in that and how he how he handled himself in those things. That, and then JC, uh, JC's been so fun because she always told me she said, "I ain't calling you Coach Rushing, <laughs> I ain't doing it." And so, and she does. She's she's great with it. She does a phenomenal job. And it's just been so amazing for me. And I, I you know, I, I I appreciate Cody and Jared. We're talking about this on Friday. Just uh, they said, you know, not many people get what 
what they got, but not many people got what I got. Yeah. And the fact of getting to coach those three mm-hmm. kids as much as I've been able to and be around their lives and see them and see them in a different way. Cause we have a relationship that's different. Yeah. And that's cool to me. Yeah. We talk about that all the time, how blessed we are and just really, you know, just, I mean, heck, Colby and I sitting across from each other, just, <laughs> you know, him being a, at Canyon High School, me killed yeah. him once. And, and <laughs> you know, who gets to do that? You know, yeah, right. we get to work out some really cool places and yeah. with some really cool men and w- with some really cool coaches, you know, with Coach Rushing and with Todd. And who gets to do that? And as soon as Jared was telling me, you know, I could see mm-hmm. almost a little tear in his eyes. Like, man, I don't know, you know, JC. And I'm like, dude, who gets to do what y'all got to do? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not just, it's not just that it's Julie too, you know? And so, uh, that's, that's kind of where I want to go is like, I, I'm just curious. Can you, can you hear Julie? <laughs> or, or do, do you have like, are you tone deaf to that? Or is it just in the basketball games that you can hear? Cause you're, you know, uh, you know basketball, games, a basketball, yes, I know. Game, basketball games, I can hear her all the time. Uh, I've <laughs> had funny. games where I can hear Julie. Julie's my biggest supporter, mm-hmm. uh, bar Jeez. none. And she, she loves me. She protects me. She's always been my big sister. She will always be my big sister. Uh, <laughs> she is, you know, what she's always been my second mom. I have the greatest mom in the world and I love her to death. And Julie's always been right there with her as far as, you know, making sure that, uh, protecting me. And she never, you know, if somebody, uh, somebody wants to jump on coaches, they better be careful around her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you better, you better know who you're around in that regard. Cause, uh, that, that bulldog will come out in a hurry and hurry mm-hmm. and she'll, she'll get you. Uh, you know, so I, I've heard, uh, I, I do hear her at times, and it was always fun when Jaden was playing because, you know, Julie's always had a, a, a milk jug with BBs in it, and she'd stand back there, and she'd shake that thing when I was talking to my lineman, and she said, I'm just protecting you, like I was beating them or something. I don't know. I don't know what she <laughs> thought, but she it, when Jaden was playing, she'd always say, he didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve that, and she was it was a joke. You know, yeah. it was always a joke. It was never a, a meaningful yeah. thing, but it, it was just always, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong, and, <laughs> and you know, she, he never had a holding call. He never jumped off sides. I was like, you know, whatever, false started. He never yeah. did any of that stuff, and so, you know, it was just always fun. So, I, you know, I, I love – her for who she is in, in the game. Uh, she has a passion for it. She has no clue what's going on 98% of the time. She'll tell you she does. <laughs> That's awful. But she, uh, you know, we've, I, we always do a gag gift. She has those back. She definitely she does. does. There's no doubt. And, you know, and, and whether she's always right and what she's arguing, I don't know. But <laughs> hey, I know that she, she has your back. <laughs> she wants the Canadian Eagles to be great and she yeah. wanted us to be great. So I, I'm so appreciative of who she she's is. She's right there in that coach's wives section, though. Like, there's something special. Uh, my mom There's was a coach's wife. Yeah, you definitely be be aware who you're sitting around whenever you're saying yeah, stuff. Yeah. But going back to the um, coaching family, um, there I will add on to that. There is something special about it, and there's some pressure to it. But people always have that. Hey, there's gonna be special treatment. I think those guys have to work harder usually <laughs> oh, yeah. because you've got to really show that you earn that spot. Yeah. And um, I know growing up as a coach's kid. Yeah. It was tough at times. I mean, because you'd have to – like every day, every practice, I mean, every game, you felt like you had to be perfect because you drop one pass. Oh, he's get, he's got that position because mm-hmm. yep. he's a coach's yep. kid. Yep. Oh, man. And it's the same thing I felt like for Jaden and Jake is they probably had that little bit of extra pressure. Oh, your yeah, dad's man. the uncle. Mm-hmm. And 
I would never got that from friends or anything, but I'd always had that in my head is I've got to be on top of my game mm-hmm. when I get I guarantee they felt that pressure, but I wouldn't trade that for the world, being able for to sure. have that relationship with my dad and for them, their uncle to share those moments in, in sports. Yeah, I mean, sure. I would never give that up. Yeah. And that's one of the coolest things that I've been able to tell both boys. And, and I know your dad was able to say this very thing to you because I watched it mm-hmm. uh, your senior year, especially because oh, I was able to give year. him a hug after, after our last game. And I said, everything you've got in our program, you earned mm-hmm. everything you got in our program, you earned it. Mm-hmm. And, all those things. I mean, what else could you want to tell somebody? Yeah. You know, then you earned it. You did it. It wasn't anybody giving you anything. Yeah. You did yep. everything you were supposed to do to earn that. That's so good. What you got, Cody? What else? We got well, plenty I mean, on here. Well, we, we, we talked about family. So I, I want to transition just out a little bit. So, okay. Jared, work running for school board. Yes. What are your, uh, your, what are your, what are your going away from Canyon ISD thoughts? What do, uh, possible voters need to know about Jared? Warner? You know, I, I, I've been so blessed. Uh, my, my sister, uh, like I said, we've always been really close, but we, we didn't, uh, you know, have, we were, when I went to college, we were separate, all that kind of stuff. And even in high school, my family moved and Julie stayed and some other things that happened. But And so we really didn't live together from the time I was about 14 years old. Hmm. And so, but we've always had a connection. We've always had something. And as we've gotten older, we can still fight <laughs> like nobody's business, but there's, <laughs> there's something different about Julie and I. And the greatest thing she ever, one of the greatest things she's ever did, she brought four people into my life that I would never take away. Hmm. And that my brother-in-law, Jared Wirt, is, uh, my best friend, he's a guy that just is completely down to earth. He, he wants the best for people around him, but he is a worker. There is no one that's outworked that guy for anything he's ever gotten in his life. And one of the best things he ever did was become a part of Randall County Sheriff's Department. Mm-hmm. And he, he started in the jail and he worked his way up and he learned and he, he drove himself to be a part of so many different things from CID to SWAT to, to being a part of the lieutenant in the, in the, uh, the patrol division and now the captain of the patrol division. And, you know, and, and one day, in my opinion, he'll be a phenomenal sheriff uh, of Randall yep. County. And so I think that there's just something about people that want to be a worker. Mm-hmm. People that want to do things for others. And, you know, we, we've been talking to our kids over the last week about what is servant leadership. You mm-hmm. want a definition of servant leadership? Go look at Jared Work. Yep. Go look at who he is. Go watch him for a day and you'll see servant leadership. You'll see a man that cares more about the people that he sends out there to do a job than he ever does about anything that he's sitting in that office and doing something for himself. He is all about those troops. He's all about that. And I can just see it, Cody. He's going to be the exact same way for our students, for mm-hmm. our teachers, for our administration, for our community. He wants the best of that. He's a Canyon boy, born and raised right here. Mm-hmm. He lived right here. This is who his home is. And he is so diligent about being real about being a servant leader and saying I'm here for you I want you to be successful how can we make you successful how can we do it together and what is the best part of of anybody is is saying hey I want to come alongside you any educator is going to look at that and say please do that for me Mm -hmm. please do that for me just want to be a part of this and there's going to have to be difficult decisions that are made everybody that's ever been a part of anything like that they understand that there's a guy that doesn't shy away from difficult decisions and things that may not be popular 
that, you know, you can't be a servant leader and be popular every single time. And he's not afraid of those things. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid of stepping up and saying, Hey, that's not right. Even if it's people that he maybe have a great relationship with, yep. Hey, this is why we're doing this. And maybe you don't see it right now because you can't see past what you, is important to you, but he can see a big picture and he can see, he has a vision of those things. And so I'm, I'm super proud of him. Of the man he is, the Christian man he is, the godly man he is, the 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 husband that he is, the father that he is, is is second to none. He no. is he's such a great great man. And I don't know I know there are good people across our community that have a uh, put in for this thing and and done those type of things. I get that, but you you won't get a better person to represent you than Jared Work. Yeah, there there's just not a better person uh, to do those things. And so you know I uh, I'm. Again, just I'm thrilled for who he is. I'm thrilled for his his challenging of himself mm-hmm. because this is not a comfortable thing for him. He doesn't like to talk about him. Mm-hmm. And to win an election, you got to talk about yourself. Yeah. He's yeah. not about that He because he's extremely humble in what he says about himself because yep. he wants to say, hey, it's the people around me that have made me great. Mm-hmm. Well, true. But you also have a big part of that, Jared. Yep. And you you do a phenomenal job. And I'm I'm just proud of you. I'm proud of of Julie and, and the the step that you're taking to be a part of something in a bigger path and to continue to to learn and grow for yourself. Yeah. He would be a great addition to that board. No doubt. And people need to know that. They yeah, really I'm 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 pumped about it. I I think uh uh you know I've had some conversations with him about it. He's had you know asked me a couple mm-hmm. not a whole lot of things because I I'm not in a great position to share a whole lot of wisdom on that front. But he's asked me a couple of questions, and uh, one of the things that I think is interesting about Jared is uh, he doesn't you know when you ask I'm not sure he has a real good answer for why he wants to be on the school board, and and I I, I kind of see him kind of talking through that a little bit and those are the best leaders mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like yeah. well you know why you know like a lot of people you know ask me well like so you have something you want to do on city commission i'm like no just want to serve you know yeah and and he's kind of in that same boat you know hey what do you think about this position what do you think about that position who do you think about this this and we need to get this change he's like oh, no i i just i just want to serve you know yep. and uh dude those I'm, are the best leaders um I'm, I'm so pumped about what he has coming for him yep. and, and, uh, you know, watching him. And I think, I know that you've, you've shared in this a little bit. Um, I, I don't know that there's a school that Jared hasn't been in to do. Oh, we've, I've been to a lot of them, but he's been way more. I think he's been to everyone. He's, I think he's been at every lockdown. And he's drill. leading, leading the lockdown drills. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I feel like I have a little bit of expertise in there yeah. and I feel like I have a lot of knowledge and been to a lot of schools for that stuff. And I have nothing, Mm-hmm. To add, I literally sat in the biggest school in Canyon ISD and listened to him work that. And just through wisdom and just great communication skills mm-hmm. said so much more than all the schools I, I could have put together. Um, and I'm just sat, kind of sat back and was like, wow. And, you know, it wasn't even to the point where, you know, really anybody could add or mm-hmm. take away from what he said. Just like his wisdom is and literally changing the way people do things. Um, and immediately making people yeah. safe right off yeah. the bat. And it doesn't have anything to do with his, you know, great experience in school safety. It has to do with just wisdom and communication yeah. and caring about people. It's impressive. It well, really I is. I think you hit it right there is, you know, part of being a great leader is being able to communicate communication and, and getting a thought across to other people. Mm-hmm. And the other great thing about Jared is Jared never needs the recognition. And so he's, he's great when other people have an idea mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and he wants them to share that idea and he wants them to be open about that. And then he's, 
but he's so smart and intelligent when he looks at things, he understands it and he sees the next yeah. thing to do. And he's able to articulate himself enough that people understand, Hey, that's, yeah, I see what you're saying there. And he can, they can build back and forth. And so he's, he's humble in those things yeah. as well. What I love what you said about him working, man, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of an area where he doesn't like from, you know, I've sat and watched him write some, you know, some, you know, written communications and watch him work at that until it's perfect to, his workout ability. I mean, golly, uh, how many how many workouts have you missed and I missed compared to what Jared's missed? It's oh, just uncanny. It is the dude's so committed. Like yeah. discipline is the horse that dude rides, and so it's pretty impressive. About the only time he would miss one is if Canyon was playing away, far away. Yeah, and, and Julie was like, "Nope, you're not. Nope, you're not you're going because you got to drive. You got to drive." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's All right, awesome. let's transition back to uh, to you. We talked to Jennifer Boren. And so I wanted to clarify because she was driving back and so we were talking on the phone. So I'm actually trying to take notes and everything. Do you, did you coach all her boys that all her boys play for you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So she, one of her statements was Billy is like my child. <laughs> one of and I take that with pride. Yeah, <laughs> you should. From She had nothing but high, high things to say about you. Um, but one of her favorite stories is that she was just telling me was about a wreck that happened on 23rd. Has she ever shared this? With you, have. so she's she first started. My boys were terrified of coach rushing because we back to the passion part. But uh, she said that they were driving down like twenty uh, third, and traffic started stopping, and there was like a fender bender. And they said the next thing you know is you see coach rushing just running down twenty third, full <laughs> sprint, and right up to the truck that the fender bender and it had been a college. I mean, not a college. It had been one of the football players was in a wreck, and the first thing he does is just grab that kid and bear hugs him. Oh. And um, they said that that had a huge impact on her. And then had a huge impact on uh, those boys because as much as they were scared of you, it's like he loves these kids mm-hmm. like as as much as like if they were his own. And so that was a one of the stories she shared. And then um, another one that she was she liked. She just reiterated about how you'd get in kids' faces, mm-hmm. but they still looked looked up to him. But I guess was it the 2013 class was one of hers. Uh, yeah, she was talking about, and maybe you can share more on this, but like. The kids, the line you coach is like one of the smartest lines oh you've gosh. ever coached, like intelligence-wise, like grades. And it actually changed the way you had yes. to coach a little bit. Can you go in more detail about that? Yeah. Uh, uh, it was one of the most talented lines I've ever had. The 2013 team and the 2020 team are ones that we have pitted against each other in our minds for years <laughs> uh, because they were so both so good. We got beat by Alito in the 2013. We were 12-0. Got beat by a phenomenal Lido team, and then the 2020 team uh, that just came out. We got beat by Argyle in the semifinals. But there's just been so much talk. But that that line was was just different. Okay, I had mm-hmm. um, uh, on the left side was Ty Crenshaw and Bryce Board, and then Trey Barrientos uh, was at center, and I got Ty and Bryce all all day long. They didn't play defense, and so I had them. And I'm not a smart guy. You can talk to your <laughs> listeners have already figured out. I'm not an intelligent guy. Those two had I couldn't have taken the ACT 14 times and equaled one of their scores. Uh, <laughs> they they were so intelligent. They they got things. They had such analytical minds. You had to be on your game. You mm. had to make sure what you're telling them 
was was right and because they understood things and they could see things and they were they made you be on your game and they made you a better coach and it wasn't a yelling scream and they could take butt chewers and they took them right because that's yeah. just part of it too but <laughs> you had to be you had to know what you were wanting them to do because they could figure things out and they understood and it better be placement and it was a turn of a toe it was a hey if i do this i can be better it was this right here and neither one of them had great size and bryce i bet you he weighed it uh, two i don't know 225 maybe ty was not even 200 but they were so good. Bryce was a unanimous first team all district in 5A wow. as a, as a guard his senior year. And, uh, it, it just was unreal the things that those two guys could do from that left side. I, I gave them things that we don't do. And I mean, I, we were very fortunate. Trey Barrientos is one of the uh, best centers we've ever had. And, and he was, he was so good. We just left him alone. He just did his own thing. <laughs> and then, but we could do so many games and we had so many options that we could do with our line that is, is, We've done with other people, but it just, it was where we kind of learned it because we had opportunity because these guys were just so advanced in their mindsets and they were so good about being able to go and, and just progress. And, and I mean, it, it was so much fun. It changed me as a coach and there's different time frames that have really changed me as a coach. And that was one of them, uh, because Bryce Bourne, I didn't know he could speak a word until his senior <laughs> year. Uh, I'll be honest with you. He didn't talk to me. And I found out later is because it just, he just didn't, that wasn't what he did, you know, and Will, Will would talk to anybody and still Will. And I, I love both the boys and, uh, and then Ryan got to play for us a little bit later, but you know, they, they, they were just so uh, different in who they were. And then I got to know this personality of Bryce mm-hmm. and, and who he is. He's an extremely funny kid. And he's extremely intelligent, but he has such a great mind for communication. He can see things. And that's, that's probably why he's in aeronautical engineering uh, in Orlando <laughs> building missiles. Whatever. I don't know what all he's Literal doing, but he's doing science. Awesome, awesome, awesome things. And I'm so proud of him. And, you know, and then of course, Ty Crenshaw's uh, serving overseas in a missionary capacity. And, and Ty was just so talented. It, it, I, I love those boys. I, mm-hmm. I love uh, who they are. I love their passion for things. I love, and this is what we talked about before. I, I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud mm-hmm. of the people that they are. And I, I played a very, 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 very small role in any of that, but it is so gratifying. Uh, I was, I've been to both, I was invited to both their weddings and uh-huh. hugging them and their, and that's their cool. new brides that's and, and seeing them in that, in that who they are and, and to think about. It. And one of the words that we used was, uh, it's called Hooper Nakayo. And it, it means more than enough. Mm. And it's a, uh, it's it's a way that we can view ourselves of being more than enough in any situation. And Ty Crenshaw had it tattooed on his arm. That's cool. Uh, that was just a really cool uh, deal for me in that regard of just the, the of who, what he took. You know, and it was a. Uh, I still remember being. It was a church service at Paramount Church, and the, the pastor was talking about Hooper Nakayo. And when he he said that and he just explained it, I was like, "That's my lineman." That's my, <laughs> that's my lineman. They're, they're more than enough, but they don't see themselves that way. I need to mm. get them to that point. I need to press them to where they understand that they're more than enough. Mm-hmm. That they have it inside of them. They have all these things about them that they could do so much more than what they ever thought about they could do. And they're never limited by who they are. And we, we need that in our people. We need that in our, our, our linemen. We need that in our, our kids in the communities. We need that in our, in our, our, our all the people around us of who it is and, and the communities are, are so much better when we see that from each other. Mm. So that is one of my favorite lines I've ever had. Uh, you know, that just 
such a, a great opportunity to be around those type of kids. And like I said, I'm so blessed with the type of kids I've been able to coach here at Canyon. And that was another thing she said that she was so impressed. is like, you still keep up with these kids. Like you're still in contact with them. Yeah. And that speaks a lot because some of these coaches, um, I'm not speaking of Canyon, but you, you hear that. I mean, it's, they graduate and then they're on to the next class. I mean, and of course that next class is important, but they all the, there's a bunch of these coaches that keep up with them. And that's, that's so awesome. I, you know, it's one of the greatest things we have. And, and I know kids don't want to be that, that high, that college kid that comes back to high school campuses. Yeah. And I get that. I really, really do. But there's not a greater joy when you see a Gabriel Castles, a, a Jada four, a Jack McKay, yeah. um, you know, I mean, go down the list of Brody Olson, Cash Pages. I mean, it's Shane Whitworth is doing phenomenal things in the Air yeah, Force and in Washington D.C. and and all these kids. That, you know, I'm just using from the 2020, but there's so yeah. many. You could go back through all these different levels of of kids. You know, that you you see in our community that they have come back and they they make Kenyon their home because they want it to be great. Mm-hmm. And they come back and they just say, "Hey, coach," you know, or now their kids are a part of our program. Yep. You know, and uh, Cleet Andrews, I didn't coach Cleet. But Cleet's got kids in our camps, and he just hangs out. And mm-hmm. you know, you've you've done the the kid drop off in our deal. Yep. And, I mean, it's so cool watching the Kobe Dokes, and now you're getting you know getting to coach Jake has been phenomenal. After seeing you know you know getting to be around Kobe as a kid, and now you know watching his family grow and what they've been able to do. And those yeah. those two boys are amazing with his his wonderful wife Megan. That it just it's just it's something that's special. There's something that's different because these people trust us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's always earned or not, I don't know, but they, they, <laughs> they say, Hey, here they are. Please use them. Please use them to the best of your ability. And that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that we're using people to the best of our abilities and trying to use the talents that God has given us as coaches. Yep. And y'all do such a great job with that. And I mean, and we've talked about this in my family a ton, like Jake once and Je- both jet, they both want to go on and play further than high school, but we've always tried to instill that there is more than, than the sports. And that's what I love about Kenyan coaches, not just football, but every sport it's y'all develop men and then they go out and they go do great things. And like they develop these families and they bring value to our community, value to the Canyon High School. And it's more than sports, but you will still always be that competitive drive. We're going to be, we're striving, we're going to play the best, we're striving best. But either if you're the starter, backup, whatever, you're going to become a good man or woman, depending on what program. And you're going to go on and do great things. And you hear success story after success story coming out of Canyon high. And then it makes me just, it makes me prideful to be part of that. That was part of that, that, um, that program. And then now that my kids get to go to it, sad that you're not going to be anymore. But I mean, I am thankful for what all we've gotten out of you, uh, over these years. I mean, it's been great. Let's talk more about, uh, like just let's talk about your favorite moments since you in Canyon. Uh, let's talk specific (laughs) about football. Um, you know, uh, you you can go back to the. Uh, I, I hate Kobe sitting here because I feel bad. Uh, my first year, we went oh, three and seven. Oh my god! And you know, I I didn't know. You know, I, I'm a young. I was 21 years old when I was hired. I was 22 when we started coaching, and I had no idea what coaching world was. I played. I thought I knew coaching. I didn't have a clue, mm. and I was I was I wasn't very good. But I had a lot of passion. I, I ran around and I headbutted people. And did a bunch of I was going to ask you, when did you uh, stop headbutting people? I haven't yet. <laughs> I busted my head three times this year. Uh, but it, it that's all I was. Mm. But we went three and seven. But it was – A lot of growing that year. That 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 off season 
and it wasn't a change of people. We had so much talent. We just didn't. A lot of things happened, whatever. But going into that next year, I still remember at that old high school, there was a little field uh, just sat right off to the, off the side of the, the big main practice field there. And off the main field, there was just a little B field. And that was our, our lineman field. <laughs> and I had guys named Kyle Evans and Cole Thurman mm-hmm. and Kate Hales and mm-hmm. Jared Caulfield. And, uh, and I just, there was a group of these guys and they went down there and we, we beat the dog at each other. <laughs> I mean, literally. We, we went to a deal where we had morning workouts and we had all these things. You had to earn a white shirt. And we ordered so many stinking white shirts because we would tear them up. I mean, literally ripped and blood and just, it was probably highly illegal what we were doing. But <laughs> Blake said, I don't care. He said, we got to go yeah, get tough. We'll fix it. Yeah. We got to go get tough. And so I didn't know any better. So we just, we beat, I was in the middle of drills. I turned my hat around. I ran drills against them. I was still in shape and I felt like I could still win a lot. And so I ran drills with them against them and we just got after it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite memories that I will always carry with me is though that group of mm-hmm. guys. And now we went 11 and one. Uh, the next year and got beat by Abilene Wiley in the in the playoffs by a guy a guy named Case Keenum. Some of you may have heard of him. He plays, yeah. plays in the NFL still. He was the quarterback yeah. for Abilene Wiley. And they went on to win the state championship that year. Uh, phenomenal year. But we had guys like Matt Lover and then Kyle Lover and then yeah. uh, and you know just so many uh, great teammates a part of that 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 made that a, a great team the Heath Vincent and uh, Mike Kavonitz and uh, Tyler Thurston and I mean just guys that were just so much fun uh, that you know. Uh, that uh, this is a story I don't know that anybody knows that we read they redid the bell that was the re that was the deal that they redid the bell that year and we only had a trailer bell and mm-hmm. they that senior class took it and redid it well they brought it Bruce it. Evans and yeah. uh, Chief Thurman, Thurman yeah. yeah David Thurman all them yeah yeah and they brought it by my house I lived in a little duplex over on Mabel and they brought it by my house, and I live right across the street from a bunch of college kids, and they just start ringing this bell, and they're <laughs> doing all this stuff, and we're standing out there talking. This isn't summer. And these college kids come over, and they're drunk. And I've got about eight of my high school kids over there, and I'm extremely protective. And these guys aren't really doing anything wrong, but they're just they're getting loud, and there's more people coming, and I'm like, hey, y'all, y'all need to go. I, know I don't need I don't need a bunch of drunk college kids around my high school kids and, and they're standing there and I was like y'all need to go and this this old boy kind of bows up in my face and I, I said you don't want to do this <laughs> and and I said just just go and a couple of his buddies got backed up got him backed over across the field and I and I turned around and I don't think he was really me he was worried about Cole Thurman and Mike Bonnet and Matt Lover and, and all these guys are standing behind me I'm like well shoot we were fixing to roll I mean I had <laughs> let's go with me I mean so there was just so many good things about that those early years yeah. uh, that were just so much fun but the, you know when we first beat Wiley uh, that year the 2016 mm-hmm. we got mm-hmm. so close in 2005 with Jerry Petty and, and Brady Bressler and mm-hmm. those guys we got so close and just couldn't quite finish it. And then we beat them in 2006. We ended up going to the semifinals with Anthony Ramos and Jake Romero and and those guys and, and just had a phenomenal year uh, in those type of things. Uh, you know, shoot, man, I missed one. Uh, the Perryton game of 2004, we'd go up to Perryton and there they'd lost one game and we were 9-0. and They were 8-1 and and uh, they had a – you know those hanging effigies. They had hung Coach Bryant in effigy in Perryton oh. as we drove in. Had the chickens and yep, uh, it was a crazy that. deal. I remember uh, that. <laughs> we were down ten nothing at halftime, and Cole Thurman steps on 
Oliveris's knees, <laughs> and literally I, he didn't. He wasn't like it was yeah. intentional, but he in the middle of a deal, he he tears his ACL. Their running back does. We come back out in the second half and we score twice and we beat them uh, fourteen to ten. Our little sophomore linebacker Jake Romero makes a game saving tackle. They always had a little uh, rap draw that came out the back door, and he's playing our wheel linebacker on the backside and he makes a play uh, to save the game. And you know that was a phenomenal night. Uh, I think speaking that, back on that made for a pretty interesting basketball game. The next game, yeah, yeah the Battle of the Dixie yeah. Dog. Yeah, yeah, Battle of the Dixie Dog. And, you know, he had the uh, uh, Neil Lovern mm-hmm. and Chief Thurman and Peyton Landis, Dad, and Kurt Landis, and you had a bunch of these guys. They took that bell through Perryton. Yep, that night. ringing it. Yeah. They, they went I've heard the town. about some of that. <laughs> that was a some cool other one. stuff to that too. Yeah, there is, but, <laughs> but we we'll, we'll leave that, that alone. We'll I don't. They, they're phenomenal people. Not, yes, still, they are. I can't say Very loyal. how how those things were. But, I mean, you, you can walk through uh, different time frames of just seeing so many kids that have done special things. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the 2016, going to the semifinals, getting beat by Liberty Alou. Uh, a guy that went into the uh, – golly, I lost his name right now. Uh, Michael James went into the NCAA Hall of Fame this mm-hmm. year. He was the running back for Liberty Alou that mm-hmm. year. Will Middlebrooks played third base for the Boston Red Sox, was their <laughs> quarterback. Uh, you know, we we had so many good kids that that did so many special things in that year, and then you know you keep walking through, and uh, you get to the uh, 2010 was my first year of coaching the offensive line, and you know some of those kids that that went on and did special things, and then the 2013 team with the, with a the Dylan Douglas and Trey Barrientos, Rylan Vigel, Bryce Bourne, Will Bourne, Blake Weaver, uh, Tanner Neese. You mentioned that him and Chase Christie yep. have a podcast. Tanner yep. Neese is probably one of the most underestimated receivers we've ever had here. Yeah. Uh, was phenomenal. He didn't drop a pass. Now, me and him might have been in a good race at times, and Tanner wasn't necessarily fast. <laughs> but he, he, he caught the ball. He was open yeah. all the time, and yep. he was fast. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't I mean don't, that, Tanner, if you're listening, brother. <laughs> uh, but it was the fact that he he never uh, didn't drop anything. You know, then you had um, uh, Chris Spencer in the backfield that that went for 1,300, 1,600 yards, something like mm-hmm. that in the year. And I mean, Blake Weaver was just a playmaker. Uh, it, it didn't look like anything, but he mm-hmm. was just a playmaker. And that, that 13 team was fun, man. They were, they were good. They ran into a really good Alito team, and, you know, we gave them a, a decent little run in the second mm-hmm. half. We just kind of made some mistakes early in the game. It got us behind, you know. And then I, I don't know that there's a better year – uh, for me personally, as far as just some memorable games, is some of the 2020 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I, I don't want to skip over them, but the, you know, that game against Springtown, I've, hmm. I've never seen a team more physically exhausted and willing to at halftime. Mm-hmm. At halftime, we were battling. We're fighting. Uh, Shane Whitworth went out with a knee injury and probably shouldn't have, you know, really come back and played in, in a regard of, but that just couldn't keep him away from him. He wasn't going to stay back and he was fine, but he, he was hurt, mm-hmm. you know, but you had Jose, Jose Castillo that went in and played nose while Shane was out and he was playing both ways. He's starting left tackle and doing those things. And you, you have a Brody Olson that plays every snap. Sam Williams, uh, Pat Williams' son, mm-hmm. you know, phenomenal young man that just comes back and does so many great things and, and he's playing playing both ways. And I mean, just, I, I literally going in at halftime, I was looking at him. I was like, just keep fighting. <laughs> keep yeah. fighting. I mean, cause I, I didn't need to say anything else to him. Like, there well, wasn't an more. adjustment. Yeah. There was just, Hey, you're doing phenomenal. Yep. Fight, just keep fight, fighting. fight. Mm-hmm. You you can. And I mean, I'm just looking at them and they're just, they're just drained. And mm-hmm. with that class though, they started from the beginning cause that was the COVID year. And that year okay. y'all got, y'all got kind of screwed over y'all's getting extra reps and stuff. 
But those yeah. kids were having competitions, and Coach Wisher was part of that yeah. too. Yes. All y'all were, y'all coaches were competing. Out running. You're running. My, yeah. You're, everybody was doing my this. I got out there and had to go run miles. Exactly. And, and I had to, this, this is one cool thing that came out of that. I got retweeted by Chris Ledoux. Oh, I did. There did you, you know? really? Yeah, I got retweeted. You know, Chris, you know, his, his Twitter deal, Chris passed away a long time ago, <laughs> but that uh, was one of my crazy. I love Chris Ledoux, but I always listened to. Crystal Duke, nobody listens to Crystal Duke to run. I get it, but I don't <laughs> run fast enough for it to mean anything. Uh, but I got retweeted during that whole deal. We had, we always had to put on our videos. Yeah. Blake Bryant. I mean, that, I that was saying, the competition. We, we sat at Coach Winfrey's table and he said, what are we going to do? And so we come up with this idea or they come up with this idea. I was just part of it with them, but they, yeah, hey, we're going to make these teams mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Brody, Ol- uh, the Brody Olsons, the Brody Cooks, the uh, Jack McKay's, the, you know, Jay DeForge, all these guys. I mean, they start putting out videos and Jack yep. Meeks and, and Brando Barrett's and all these guys are putting out videos yep. and they're doing all this stuff and they are not going to be stopped. Mm-mm. Literally, they are just fighting their butts off and they're learning how to be great and they're being leaders and they're they're pushing each other and they're going with each other. Sam and Gabriel Castles, I wish y'all could see a picture. I have a picture of them at their junior year and their senior year. I've seen that picture. It is unreal. It's crazy. The, the transformation those two young men had mm-hmm. and their mindset was changed. Mm-hmm. They They had always been successful and we went from being six and oh we had the injuries and we ended up at five, six and five and went on a five game losing streak at the end of their junior year and it was devastating to them and then all the covid stuff happened and we uh we saw a change in them and it was that right there they were not going to be defeated in a game where they had a chance in that regard they they were not going to be stopped in that regard and they fought so hard and they beat that springtown team and i'll be honest with you probably not as talented as that springtown team but they wanted it more. They wanted it more. Brody Olson comes up with a great play at the end of the game where he strips it and he comes around. I don't, can't even imagine how he does it, but he grabs it from behind him and pulls, pulls it in it. and gets the fumble recovery. We lose Jay to four, third play of the game on a concussion. Derek Clements comes in as a sophomore and – I mean, just shows who he can be and yeah. what he's what he's turned out to be at and you know going to WT now. I mean, just showed who he was and and that resiliency of that team that just rallied around him and said, "Let's go, we're mm-hmm. good, let's yep. go." And they got it done. I mean, you talk about an elation of of getting that football and that celebration. Uh, uh, that's such a cool deal. We that was a cool deal when we beat Decatur because Decatur beat us bad the year before, and we go to Abilene and play them at ACU and just a cool environment on Thanksgiving, and and we just beat the dog out of them. I mean, you talk about this, I, it wasn't even close. We ran up and down on the field on those dudes, and we just beat the crap out of them. And uh, we, you know, it was just so much fun to see those things. You know, you know. And then this year, oh man, um, it was so special to watch these kids fight. And it was so fun to watch them how they they gritted through things, you know. I mean, winning the first Hog Bowl or yeah, I think it's Hog Bowl. Hog Bowl, okay. yeah. Uh, you know, that was a that was a big deal. West that was, was a big good deal. football team. Yeah, and turned out to be a pretty good football team. It's a yeah. good football team, but they they had to. You know, going through those things is different. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to be that team. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And so sure. they had to fight through that. Then the Caprock deal of having oh, to fight back and yeah. win in a, in a challenging, challenging way. Then to go to Midland Greenwood and and uh, you, you know. Lose the your one of your guys and in a weird didn't even have to happen that way. We get a phantom holding call and Javen and we come back and we run a draw to uh, to Derek. He breaks outside and the kid just takes the angle that he's supposed to. He tackles Derek for a ten yard gain, but the kid takes a bad angle and he has to retrace on Derek and then he falls on his shoulder yep. and it breaks his collarbone. And it, you know that whole road trip back, the kids are excited and me and Todd and, and Coach Anderson are up in the front and we're just kind of like. <laughs> What in the world are we fixing to do? You know, <laughs> but they weren't worried about it. That was the cool thing about this team is they weren't worried about it. It wasn't that they 
they were they weren't upset about losing Derek. They were, yeah. But they they were they just had that mindset of we're going Let's forward. Go. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Rhett Pattersons and the the Cersei Peoples and the David Casares and the Carson Arthos and Jacoby Rimples, the Javens Cash, the Chris Laboos, the all those Hunter Wilson, all those dudes. They just like, Coach, we got you. Yeah. Let's go to work. Okay, you want to do this? Okay, let's do this. You know, you hey, you want to put that on this week? Let's go do it. You know, I mean, we put on things that it was crazy. It, it's going to make us better as coaches. You know, that's what it's written on our board right now. We had to go back through and say, hey, what did we do? Yeah. Because it's not part of necessarily what we were. And so, but I'll tell you the, the game that I remember, and I, I'm sorry, that was a long process. No, you're no, good, man. We're loving it. Uh, Passion's Duma, coming through. The, the Dumas <laughs> game of, you know, that, that fight. Yeah. Because we came off of, of, of my fault loss against Randall and I didn't have us prepared up front and we didn't play great and in some things and did some things and, and Randall beat us. But then we, we, we had Dumas coming at home. We hadn't beat him in a while mm-hmm. and we go out there and get that done. Okay. And what a, what a special play, you know I mean? It, we, we, so many good things happen. And then I still remember, you know, Todd, uh, he, he's so good to me and, and, and just how he handled, it. but he, he looked at me and he said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go right here. And I said, yeah, let's go. And we've been running the ball. And he said, he's, he, you know, so we had a little deal and we, a little 66, uh, 66 Y out there to Hunter and throws it across and he hits it and he, he breaks a tackle and gets up the field. And, and he looks at me, he goes, there you go. And I was like, all right, here we go. Let's go run the ball. So we're getting after an edge on this stuff and get to, get to fourth down. We got fourth and about four and we're on the left hash and. We had a little setup where uh, we were going to run a little option route to our tight end because they rolled down the safety and they got in man coverage and they did some things off of it. But we knew we wanted to attack that. And so we got a sophomore to sophomore from Boston Bell to trip right. And we, <laughs> we're going to go option left uh, out of our Liz set. And, and it was just, it's just a square out. And it just, I mean, and Boston throws a great ball and it hits that fourth down and we get right back into it and we go and we get down. And I know everybody in the stands thought we were the craziest things <laughs> in the world because we're running that clock down. <laughs> but we knew we had a great kicker and Elijah Smotherman. And, yeah. and, you know, so we had these people. We knew what was going to happen, and 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 we trusted those guys. I mean, Cersei uh, to to Wagner to to snap and hold, and I mean, it was it was a shot, mm-hmm. and it, you know, and when it happened, it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew That's it. What I, we're I, do I it. knew what was fixing to happen. Yeah. Like when we got went down twenty one nineteen, I was like, we're going to win twenty two twenty one, and it, and it, it was so cool because that was our senior night too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and watching those kids walk that field, and that's been a great tradition. I hope Coach Winfrey always holds on to that tradition of, of win or lose. I don't care, yeah. you know, because there's maybe a night where you don't win that win, but you know that's just such a cool tradition. Letting those kids walk that field, uh, you know, and and I'm, I'm not a boys of fall fan, but that's, that's yeah. neither here nor there. But it, it, it's you know, cool. it's a it's a cool cool deal, yeah. and it's something that I want to carry. You yeah. know, with me because I think it's something so special. Because you need those kids to have that, those memories of that, and that that may be the only member they have. They may not have been really on the field with a lot of things, but they have that memory with their other guys mm-hmm. when they fight and they'll get to go through that together. So, on that, something you're carrying. What are some of your biggest takeaways from Canyon High, or the just the football program, or any of that? Brandon, yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the things that I think that has been the, one of the biggest things, and and I, I watched a Blake Bryant that was. Old school and a lot of things. I watched him do it, you know, but, and he'd always done it. He just did it in a different way. You, you got to brand yourself and you got to, uh, put something out there that people know about and you got to have something that people want to be a part of. And I think that was one of the things that always the play for the sea. Mm. I don't know if y'all know this. That came from Holly. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't but, know that. Uh, the play for C came from Holly and it, it was something that Blake brought to us and it was always about something more. 
And I love that fact. And it was one of the things I talked about in, in my interview with Stanton is the fact that I want young kids to want to be a part of something special. Mm-hmm. I was so fortunate. I grew up in Pampa, Texas. And um, one of my heroes as a young kid was Zach Thomas. I got to watch Zach play high school football. I got to carry Zach Thomas's bag from the locker room with him to the bus out of Jones Stadium. That's pretty wow. cool. Yeah, that's that's, that's cool. my claim to fame. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. hoping he remembers how good a job I did. <laughs> mentioned you. And he you a shout out. Well, no, I'm hoping I can help him walk up on stage or something. You there know, you, mean, go, I, you, you know, I'm, I'm I'm hoping Zach remembers <laughs> those times. You know? I don't think he can do it without you. I don't think so no. either, Cody. I, I completely agree. So I expect an invitation to yeah. Canton with him. That's uh, but, funny. But I, I did. I had that, and I remember Zach uh, came back, and he when he graduated from Tech, uh, you know, our coaches were still there. His coaches were still there, and so he came back, and I still remember being on the little field right behind the baseball field and, and being in a huddle as a freshman in high school. Uh, terrible guard, by the way, but uh, I still remember that and, and listening to Zach Thomas. I mean, that was Zach Thomas standing there. I mean, that, yeah. this dude's fixing to get drafted, and he's he's coming back and talking to us. I, that was so cool, and Blake has done that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we celebrate our camp night. Uh, and Todd has done that and we, we celebrate these little kids and we have something more and we talk to our kids about remember when and we have we go over to the intermediate and we shake hands and we high five and we do things with these other kids we want to be a part of something that's special we mm-hmm. want kids to want to be a part of this we want kids to to desire to wear that C on their helmet you know and, and so that that's probably one of the biggest things I'm going to take is how to brand that how to brand Stanton football you know and, and making it our own and and building something that's special to those kids in that area and then making it something that they desire to be a part of and they want to work to be a part of. The other thing that I I really, I love, and I know uh, y'all will appreciate this is the fact that we don't coach effort. Okay. And that's something that I really thrive on. Mm -hmm. I want kids that want to work. I want people that want to work around me. Uh, I want to do the things that I'm supposed to do. And I want them to, I want you to want to be there. Yep. And that's, that's what I'm, I want to build with. I want to try to see if we can, we can grow with these, <laughs> these young kids, uh, down in Stanton. Cause I know it's already here in Canyon yeah. and they do a phenomenal job of those things. And so those are probably, you know, the program stuff and the, the, the knowledge of football. X's and O's and all that kind of stuff, you know, whatever, you know, it's part of it and it's going to be a part of it. And I will, I'll definitely want to do some of the things we do offensively and defensively because I think they're good. Yeah. And I know they're good. I know they were proven, but the, the other parts is not that it's, it's the culture. Culture is huge. It's the culture of what kids are wanting to be around and do they want, do they believe you love them? Do they believe that you, that you need, uh, that you, you need them around you. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I want from them. What's one of the uh, talk to us about one of the some of the tougher things that you had to endure while you were at Canyon High School? Uh, the self doubt mm-hmm. of being enough to be around these great coaches. Wow! You know, I think that's one of the things that has really been uh, a difference to me is that uh, they you know you have to you have to figure out that you you can do. Uh, you can do what you're supposed to do and you have support and you have people around you that believe in you. And so that was one of the biggest things that I had to learn as a young coach. I thought coaching was just X's and O's. Mm-hmm. I thought coaching was just, Hey, I put you in the right spot. You do it. Uh, that's so far away from what coaching actually is mm-hmm. that it's unreal because they, 
the idea of coaching is more of the fact of what am I getting from these kids? Mm-hmm. What can I give to these kids? And so often I think the, the self doubt of myself is I go back to the fact that, uh, I, am I good enough to tell you, mm-hmm. Hey, this is, Hey, do that this way because am I fulfilling that in my own life? Yeah. You know, and so I struggle, I struggled with that a long time of, you know, seeing myself in that, that realm. And I had phenomenal, of, mentors that continued to help me through those things, even when they didn't know they were, it was one of those things that really was, was good. You know, and the other battles is just learning how to handle uh, kids that are not against you, Mm -hmm. but not body in. Yeah. You know, how do you, how do you get those kids? Because we hate losing kids. Because when we lose them, we feel like there's nothing for them to go to. Yeah. That's not always true, but that's what we feel. Yeah. yeah. Because we feel like we're, we're last bastion mm-hmm. of a lot of things for kids to, to be great. For sure. And it just seems like that we, we don't want to lose them and yeah. we don't want to lose how, who they are, or who they might be. Okay. So tell us one of the, uh, your favorite moments at Canyon High School outside of football. <laughs> Shoot. Um, I think, you know, and it goes back to sports, but I love watching other coaches be successful and other teams be successful. And I love watching our, our kids be successful in other facets. And it always amazes. We used to do a deal, uh, in our, uh, we had a deal called Eagle Maker. And one of the last things we did was we do a talent show. And, um, I'm not going to be able to call the kid's name offhand, but we had a kid come up and he was a drummer. And I think he was at Hillside for a little while as a drummer as well. Uh, but the kid was phenomenal. I mean, like <laughs> literally set up a full drum set in there and just goes nuts. And it is like, wow. That's cool. You know, just watching the talent from a lot of other kids and mm-hmm. seeing those things. Uh, you know, the, it's just been fun to see how, how kids interact. Yeah. And I, you know, one thing about Canyon high school that I hope is in true in other places is they're really good to kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our problems, we have our issues and I'm not saying we don't, I'm not saying that it's a perfect place by any means. I'm just saying that a lot of Canyon kids, they take care of other kids yeah. and they, they care about other kids. Did you ever go watch Anthony Ramos play soccer? I, I didn't. Oh, I can imagine how completely good unfair. It was I can completely imagine. unfair. Completely unfair. <laughs> Anthony Ramos was a phenomenal athlete. What do you want to run into some rapid fire? I think some rapid fire. And then you got one last question in there. We want to hit. It's part of my rapid fire. If it's the one you're thinking on the, yeah. The thoughts of tight ends. Nope. Nope. All right. Yeah. It's what's your thoughts on tight ends coach rushing. Oh, I love them. Okay. All right. That's what I like. I I have, (laughs) we, we've fought for years about, uh, do we play a tight end? Do we not? And, uh, you know, uh, tight end is is such a uh, a great place and a good thing. Double just tight ends. It's just yes, donkey uh, special. That's all I gotta yeah. say. I love donkey now special. We, we can go back into a lot of things like that, but the tight end <laughs> position is something I believe wholeheartedly in because you you need a kid that can uh, can come down and, and do some things as far as getting after and being physical, but you got to be able to be an athlete enough to get out and, and and catch the ball. Which every one of my tackles will tell you that they are the guy. Uh, that, that they need to be playing tight Everybody's end. Travis should. Kelsey. Everybody's Travis Kelsey. Uh, they should be. Let me have a play. Let me do these things. They, they, every one of my tackles and even my guards and centers, they all believe that they're uh, they're skill kids. But tight ends are, are phenomenal for what we do. You know, uh, 
you know, some of the best tight ends we've had was Isaac Garland and, uh, you know, uh, Trip Wright has been phenomenal. He's going to be a special, special one. You know, and I, I know I'm leaving out a, a bunch of them. You know, uh, Shane Whitworth was a phenomenal tight end mm-hmm. until he and, and he moved down into inside the nose and put on some more weight. And you know, we just had so many. We've had so much luck with some of these kids, and and it's going to be something that Coach Whitford continues to build on uh, because we've just seen what we can do. You know, uh, the worst tight end that, that came through K and ISD is Jared Wirt. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you, I've, I've said too many nice things about him, and so I'm going to be honest with his football prowess. I'm Seen oh the videos. Goodness. It's uh, there's a border kid that still. Uh, I think Jared has to send a Christmas card too because he killed him. Uh, but you know, so that's that's by far the worst tight end to come through Kane. Kobe was a good one, you know. So I'll, I'll give awesome. I'll give Kobe the definite shout out over Jared. Well, we just had a hard time world. finding a home because in practice we'd go get to work with the linemen. And then we had to go work with the receivers, and then it just seemed well, to see, be. You you had Coach Rob, and so Coach Rob, man, he, you didn't want to go you. hit the sled with Coach Rob, and I'm, you you had a little V right V left in you. I know you did, yeah, yeah. And you you had to do the Coach Rob things, and so yeah, we linemen, not you know, you didn't really like the tight ends a whole no, lot. No, they all get to leave us now. You, then we got to go run. Though. Yeah, you you had to go stand in line <laughs> for the majority of that time. You may run a little bit, but you went and stood in line, oh. and then you you might run a ten yard route. <laughs> Right. You we weren't funny. sending you on a lot of verticals. Not then, not uh, then. We we had so, to do those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was just in warm up. I but love it. I love it. Tight ends is phenomenal, man. We're we're blessed with some of our kids. With them. all right, let's do some rapid fire. All right. Well, I thought you did. You have another one on that list? No, we had just a, the last questions. But okay. So uh, tell us some something about you that people get wrong about you. That I'm I'm an extrovert. I'm an extreme introvert. I'm really shy. Uh, most people don't believe me. There's two personalities to me. Billy rushing is a very shy person. Uh, and I don't really give a whole lot until I get to know you. Uh, coach rushing is a very much an extrovert and we'll, we'll talk to anybody and, and, kind of be loud and boisterous, but I set my kids up every year in psychology and ask them, which you, would you classify me as an introvert or extrovert? And every one of them, unless they know me a little bit, yeah. uh, they, they'll say an extrovert and I'm, I'm an extreme introvert. Yeah. That's cool. So I know some of your coaches like to pull practical jokes. What's the best practical joke you've pulled on someone? Matt Bella. Uh, this one's easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you had that one ready. Yes. We we got a call from Jamie Muncy, which was our assistant, super, our assistant principal at the time. She calls me in Winfrey, and it's morning. And outside the 1300 hall, she says, hey, there's a rattlesnake. And and me and Winfrey both were walking to the building. And we're about the gym. And so we were fixing some bypass. We're like, I'm not going over there. And she's like, no, I need you to go get it. I'm like, No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a snake person by any means. And she's like, there's this, this rattlesnake. I'm like, no. Well, we go over there and somebody had chopped the head off of a rattlesnake, mm. cooled it up and set it by the door. So now we got something cool. Now this we got something is, to work with. Now we got something cool. <laughs> this is, this is going to be fun. Cause this is a Friday. It's a game day actually. Uh, and Matt Bella was a young coach for us and we took it and we took it back to his, uh, to our office and we wrapped fishing line around the, where the body where the head would have been on the body and we coiled it up in his cabinet and tied it to the screw on oh, the back side of the cabinet. My God. And so when he opened his cabinet, that thing was going to come at him. <laughs> and so we set up an old VHS camera. If you've ever been in our coach's office, yeah. we have two back doors behind us and we set up a VHS camera where we could angle it to see his desk. And we were never there on Friday afternoons. I mean, we, all the coaches, varsity coaches would usually leave. He was a freshman coach. So he had freshman athletics. We're all still in the office. 
and we're trying to get him to open his cabinet. He won't open it, won't open it. We're trying to do different things. Hey, look up in your cabinet, get this, do whatever. And he finally does. And he opens that thing. That thing comes out, and he throws stuff all up in the air. <laughs> and luckily, he didn't say anything bad. I, I don't know where that tape is, but I hope it's still around. Oh, that man. was the greatest prank we've ever pulled. The That's other a one, good one. The other one was really good. And uh, I don't know that Chad Russell will ever hear this, but oh, Chad, was, Chad, Chad was very meticulous, if you knew Chad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winfrey, Chad bought a brand-new truck. And he'd always driven an old Ford, and he had a good new truck. And Winfrey spent a full day hole-punching and dumping paper into a box. He spent a day hole-punching. <laughs> I have no doubt. Not surprised. Not, not, not to get the dots. He took them and put them in the vents. Oh, my God. Turned his turned all his vents way up. It's his only year at the new high school. He gets in, and that thing is just boom. Oh. And, I mean, he is mad. It was hilarious. Poor though. Coach Russell. <laughs> it, it was fun. Loved it was good stuff. Y'all had some unique things in your in your offices. Y'all had containers that kept unique, <laughs> yes. unique things. Yes, uh, there is a. Uh, this is gonna be nasty. Uh, <laughs> hey, I was I was just mentioning it. I don't know why you're going there. You're going <laughs> there is a container that was started. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Kobe might throw up when you tell him. Oh, this, so. great. As long oh, as it's not man. food, I'm good. Uh, I believe Coach Williams started it. Oh. And it's toenail and fingernail clippings. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that have been going for, I, I would say, over 15 years. Oh, my gosh. There is still. I did not know this. There is still a container. Oh. That is probably at least fifteen years old. Oh, there is Cameron good. Rosser. If you hear this, oh, your coconut donut is still coming. Right now. Oh. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> oh man, that's uh, gross. It is. It is so good. That that was started. Oh. I, the Jerry Robinson, John Doe, Wade Williams. <laughs> I mean, there's. I think everybody has participated at some point, somewhere along the line. Uh, but there is a container of that's funny. clippings. Okay, so oh my gosh, when was the last time you were in a fist fight? Oh shoot, uh, I would say uh, it was my senior year in college. Yeah, yeah. Did you win? I did. Of course, <laughs> I did. One of, my, one of the most memorable ones was in Boyd, Texas. Uh, we we had a rivalry with Boyd, and mm-hmm. we uh, they beat us in football, and uh, we. Uh, Went to the basketball game, and uh, my dad had actually went with me. And so they had an Alsips right down from their their stadium or mm-hmm. their gym, and it was about to go down. And so we all head down there, and we fight starts, and all of a sudden you see the the police lights come up. Everybody just disperses, and we take off running up the hill and run back into the gym. And I was sitting there next to my dad. And my face is just red. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I got you know, sitting there, and all of a sudden, police officers are walking down the. They had one of those, you know, you could see out in the concession area, mm-hmm. the commons area, whatever. And he's like, "What's that about?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> he said, "Did you get a fight?" Uh, yeah. He said, "Well, did you win?" I said, "Well, it's just a big old brawl." <laughs> that was the, it. Was left there, so That's fun. that was fun. Good times. But dinner, senior w- college. Dinner with Moses or Paul. Oh, tough one. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, oh, man. I'm going to say Paul. Uh, you know, Paul Paul walked out a different journey. And I think there was a lot of, of things that Paul walked out that I, 
were so unknown uh, and was so new. You know, Moses, I, I, you can't say that, not, not about Moses too. I mean, through the Exodus and, and walking those things. But I think Moses was just so uh, diligent in his, who he was. And I think Paul was just so abashed about, I love Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I understand this in a little different way. And so I, I think I would probably say Paul just for the, just to see that passion yeah. of, of what Christ meant in his life. The big just turnaround. Gave every, everything. Big turnaround. Gave yeah. everything to it. This is not a trick question. Would you rather have a bad preacher or a bad worship leader? <laughs> That's not a trick question. I, I'm going to say a bad worship leader because I don't mean this wrong. I, I have a phenomenal worship leader in Dan Baker at First Baptist Amarillo. Uh, he's phenomenal. But, uh, you know, my uh, coming from a pastor's home, uh, that's where my worship is a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I've become more of a music person and I love what, what singing and the worship is. Uh, but that's not going to be noticeable to me if it's a, you know, cause if they're a bad worship leader, I, it's not something I'm going to really notice mm-hmm. as, as much. Yeah. Uh, a bad preacher, a bad teacher is something that I, I probably notice you more. Pick up on. Yeah. But I, I will say this that, and I hope that anybody that hears this can understand, you know, if you're there for a person, you're there for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you, you're there for mm-hmm. your service to the Lord. You're there for your worship to the Lord. And so, you know, I, I know that's not what's meant by the question, but it's, you know, I hope that people that's understand really that for sure. So, I know they, I think I have the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it and use it as a segue. Favorite movie? Lonesome Dove. All right. Segue. Because <laughs> we had this me. planned. We had this he planned. Could, he could come back. He could come back. We'll ask a few then, just to show yeah. off a little bit. The first supper in Lonesome Dove is a combination of beans and bread. What does, what does call refer to the beans as? Uh, Mexican strawberries. Yeah, that is correct. When Newt and his friends go to a brothel, what are the names of the two women who greet them? Oh, uh, golly. Uh, Buffalo Heifer and, gosh dang it. Uh, Ouch. Dang it. It's gone. I bet he gets it. Got stopped right there. Buffalo Heifer and, it's not coming to me. Mary. Mary. So, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have to have him back on. We just have to do it a different football season. Not different That's football my fault. Season. Yeah. That's my fault right no, there. No. I knew he was going to I put you on the spot. I, was, I know. I love it. I, I love it. That's why I need my partner. I need, I need <laughs> yeah, Todd. Get off to your our, feet. We got to uh, get you all over so. We got to get you. Well, yeah, we'll have to have you on. We'll eventually maybe get that. I know we promised that a long time ago, but <laughs> no, there I'm, was a few of them. I was like, I'm going to ask him on the spot. Yeah, Zilly, yeah, what, 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 uh, what skill are you trying to master right now? The biggest one for me right now is discipline. Yeah. Uh, and not in a, uh, not in a way of even, you know, saying I want to be this or that. I want to discipline the idea of where do I have my best? And my best is through the Lord God. And my best is when I allow him to be full in my life and when he's my number one priority. And whenever Mm -hmm. I allow those things to be real in my life, that's when I'm my best. And so my discipline to who I am as a godly man, as a man that is pursuing the Lord God in everything that I do, is being a part of something that is bigger than me and knowing that I have something that's special that nobody else can do because I have talents that nobody else has. And he's put me here for a purpose and he's put me here for a reason. He's put me here to, to accomplish these things. 
things, whatever they may be, mm-hmm. those disciplines of being that man uh, constantly and, and, and admitting when I fail, admitting when I fall short, admitting when I, when I don't succeed in those things, and then knowing that I'm always chosen by him and he continually loves mm-hmm. me, he continually pushes me, he continually says, I'm with you, I'm here for you, and, and having those boundaries in my life that hold me into who I want to be and who I say I am, and having that ability to show people in a different way of what I, what I expect of myself and what I expect of, of the people around me in a way that I'm not saying you can't be you. I'm saying that I want to make sure that I am living in a way that says, Hey, that's different. If I don't have that, what is that? And there's nothing that can suffice in my life without the Lord God. And there's nothing that fulfills me like he does. And I hope that I'm disciplined myself to become more of that. That's good. Mm. That's good. What's your biggest fear in life? Uh, I would honestly, you know, my biggest fear is, uh, in a way, I don't know how to articulate this, um, being fraudulent with people Mm. and not being able to fulfill the things that I espouse to be and being, um, uh, not real or not available to them and not fulfilling what I tell them I will do and letting someone down that I, that I know is counting on me for those things. I, and I, 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 again, I don't think I've articulated that well, but the fact is that there's so much more of what I see for others than I ever see for myself. And mm. I have to learn that I'm worthy of love as well. And that people want to take care of me. And I've, I've oftentimes taken that away from people because I, I rob them of the joy of being a service to me because I don't want anybody to help me. Mm. And I fear letting other people down. And I always want them to know that they're more important than more valuable. And they're more, they're worthy of so much more love than they're maybe given at the time. And so I hope that people understand that, but it's also something that I feel like I, I rob other people from because I don't like to allow people to do that for me. And so I fear uh, the the knowledge of what that might look like and how that works across the board. And I've, I'm better at that now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've had great people in my life. You know, uh, Matt McCloskey has become a tremendous friend to me and a tremendous confidant to me. And, and he's one of the people that's really helped me understand and see that in a different way of mm-hmm. the fact that you you have an ability to be impressioned upon people, but you also have a uh, a need to be uh, used or let other people work in your own life, you mm-hmm. know? And so that's something that I probably would say is letting people down if in, in the simplest terms. I like that. What is uh, the best compliment you've ever received? Hey coach. <laughs> uh, uh, I think coach is one of the greatest things that anybody can ever be called. Uh, I truly believe coaching is a calling. I truly believe that the word means more than we, than just as a person that's coaching a game. I want coach to mean something to somebody that they carry for the rest of their life. I don't mind when people call me Billy. I don't mind at all, but it, it gives me pride when somebody says coach rushing. Mm-hmm. It's something that is a, a direct compliment to me mm-hmm. uh, that a kid that graduated still calls me coach. A mm-hmm. uh, kid that's in my program, 
calls me coach. I don't like, and I know it's, it's different for different people. And it's something that I don't allow our students to do. I don't allow our students to say Winfrey or Anderson or Wardis. It's coach, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I think it's a, it's a term that is, that is needed. And I think it's something that's, that's powerful and it's good. And so the, one of the greatest compliments is for one of my kids to still call me coach. That's cool. This one's not near as deep as that one. Do you pour your milk first or your cereal first? Good grief. Why is that even, why is that even really a question? It, there's people that do it. I'm, I am a cereal first pour. Like most people are. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm excited there. Because one, one of these days. Because you're not a serial killer. A serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Did a bad joke of the night. Okay. Uh, what's your most unpopular opinion? There we go. Uh that this has been tough and you, you even warned me about this. And so I apologize. I, I really think it's probably the fact that people don't want to earn what's, what's out there. I think kids want to, I think as adults, we want to give kids things because we don't want them to struggle like we struggled. But the greatest thing we can do for a kid is let them struggle. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's probably unpopular to a lot of community members that kids should struggle. And not all, but I think it's not something that we always allow kids to do. We need them to learn to fail. Mm-hmm. We need them to learn that failure is a, a part of life. And it's a, a part of life that can be good. And it can be something that's such a teaching tool. And we need them to struggle. Now, that does not mean uh, that we don't help them or that we don't come alongside them to be a part of that struggle. But we don't have to solve every issue for kids. Uh, you know, you know, you know, the, the backyard football games, mm-hmm. you know, if you had somebody got mad, you had to figure it out. Yep. Or you, the game was over. Somebody took their ball and went home. <laughs> and you had to communicate with people. And I think that that's something we lose mm-hmm. at times right now. And so I would say probably that we need kids to struggle. Yeah. Coach, uh, we appreciate you coming on. Um, I would like to say, hey, thank you for everything you've done in my life, my boy's life. I mean, you've been, a, especially in mine, a huge impact. Uh, even though it was just one year in high school, but we've been, we've had a friendship ever yeah. since and yeah. I wouldn't trade that for the world. And I appreciate, I wish you, I'm praying for you at, for Stanton. I hope that, uh, I know they're getting a great coach yeah. and I hope they know who they're getting and treat you right. Like Canyon yeah. has. Um, but you will be greatly missed here and, but I'm anxious to see what you can do down there. It's going to be fun to keep up with you. Yeah. And I, I kind of like what we were talking Hopefully you get that playoff game and it meets at Kimbrough. That'd be cool. And you're going to see a sea of purple up there with yeah. that red and silver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm the same way, man. I you you meant the world to me, and dude, we've been through a lot of tragedy in our in our yeah. time, and yeah. and we've had a lot of successes, and we've we've worked through some really tough things as a as a as a group at Kenyon High School, and and then just being able to work out with you for like the last couple of years. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Push all of us. I mean, golly, mm-hmm. man. I mean, nothing like curling the rack with Coach Rushing. I mean, <laughs> holy hey, cow! Uh, even yesterday, the other day when you missed, it was like he was skipping over yeah. like the fives. It was like <laughs> the fives, fifties, and then it would go to sixties. I'm like, hey, you know, there's a <laughs> there's, there's a something in between there. You're, I don't know if you're missing this, but uh, like, dude, I know what those kids get from you because I see you push yeah, us in the weight you. room just just as men, and it's been good, and I I couldn't trade it for the world. But I want to give you an opportunity, mm-hmm. just uh. 
like there's going to be a lot of lot of coaches that will have access to this that you won't have access to maybe uh there'll be a lot of kids that you're not going to get to say anything to so anything you want to say to your coaches and players from canyon uh thank you is the, from the bottom of my heart, I don't know how to thank each one of you enough. You know, I, I got to mention a few, uh, but you know, Blake Bryant is the top of my list of, of my mentors. Todd Winfrey is right there with him. It just, those people are just unbelievable men and, uh, they, they taught me so well, but the, the Jerry Robinsons, the George Dokes, the Chad Russells, the, uh, the John Dones, the, uh, you know, I mean, the Jed Andersons, the Cade Warriors, Ernest Trejo, Tyler, Tyler Frosto, and, and then getting into, uh, you know, Wade Williams. And I mean, there's just such a, a list and a litany of people that are just unbelievable men that I've been so fortunate to be around. And I, I pray that I will continue to honor them of what they do as coaches, because I do believe it's a brotherhood. I believe it's a, a part of who we are. I believe it's what we have been meant to do. And I pray that they continue to serve in a way that is just uh, so special. But, you know, going back into some administration, Tim Gilland and, and Brent McCauley and Mike Wardis, Mike Wardis is a good grief, Todd Howie, uh, just, I mean, just some guys that just are so powerful. And then Jennifer Bourne, I can't say enough about what Jennifer Bourne oh, yeah. does. She is just such a rock star of who she is. I mean, we are so, so very fortunate about her leadership and who she is as a person uh, that, you know, honestly, she don't have to do it. She doesn't, mm-hmm. but she chooses to go up there every day and work and give all that she has to who she is. I mean, and, and just wants for kids. She wants for people that are just unbelievable. And I, I I'm so I'm so blessed by that, you know, and I'm so lucky about the people that I'm facing to go get to work with. Uh, you know, I think that they're, they're amazing and getting to see that, you know, uh, talking about my kids, I, it's, it's difficult for me to, to think about these, these young men that are, uh, right now that are just, uh, they've, they've done everything I've ever asked them to do. Uh, you know, and I, I, I know that they're fine. I, I truly know that they're fine and, and I'm so thankful for their kind words to me, uh, because, you know, they keep saying, I wanted to play for you, but it's never been about me. It's always been about them and, and who they are. And I just, you know, there's been so many great young men that have come through our program that have, uh, become such so successful and i just i thank you for the i thank you guys for allowing me to be a small part of it uh you know and i know there's a lot of people out there that don't like me and i get that too because i you know i hadn't <laughs> I always been that. i i haven't you know I, I made a lot of mistakes and i still make mistakes but you know i didn't get to talk about this young man but one of the kids that changed my coaching completely who i am as a mm-hmm. coach is a kid named cooper smith um he was one a kid that you know he just he he needed you to adjust in a way that um gave him confidence and he became a really good guard for me, but he changed how I approached kids and it, it helped me with a kid named Chisholm Kaler uh, that I loved to death. And it, it just showed me a different way of doing things. And there's always a tweak. There's always a way that I can reach a different kid. And they, they showed me a way that I didn't have to be, uh, you know, the, the loud and the brash and all those things like that. And there's some that that works for, and there's some that doesn't, mm-hmm. but there's always a way that you can reach kids. And there's always a way that kids can, can learn from you. And it's what we what they deserve and they deserve people to, to continue to push them. They deserve people to continue to, to want to be a part of them and their lives and show them that they're important and tell them that they love them and mean that they love them. And 
part of love is discipline and part of love is telling you when you mess up and part of love is and not ever letting you stay where you were you know and that's something that's so important in in what we do and I, i'm just so thankful to the canyon community for allowing me to be a part of it for so long and guys i bleed purple and mm-hmm. uh, there's nobody ever going to take that away from me i will always be a canyon eagle fan i will always support the canyon eagles i will always be a part of of this community in a way that is so special because i do have my brother-in-law and my sister and my niece that are still in canyon high school and and my brothers, uh, you know, I mean, my best friend, Todd Winfrey, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I wish him the, uh, all the best in the world because the kid, that guy's just done so much uh, for me, my family, his beautiful wife, Jennifer. Uh, you know, one of the toughest phone calls I had to make was mm-hmm. to, to Briley and to Kennedy and FaceTime both of them and then to hug Avery and Sydney. Uh, that was, those were tough. Uh, you know, I can't thank them enough. And, you know, the Janice Dones and, and you know, all the coaches' wives that have been a part of this and that are a part of this now, you know, Misty Anderson and Anne-Marie Wardis and Carmen Trejo and Jacinia Frosto and, and just so many of those ladies and Michelle Williams. And, you know, I mean, there's just so many people that are just such a big, big part of of what I've been able to do. And, and I, I'm just so, so, so thankful. I can't I can't say enough about Kenya and Kenya high school and Kenya community. And, and guys, I, I just thank y'all for letting me do this. You know, I, oh. I, I don't know if there's anything good out of this deal, but I know Shoot. that I know that there's something special for uh, what I get to do when I get to talk to y'all. And I'm just so thankful for your friendships. And I'm so thankful mm. that, that there's, um, there's good people that just, that care about and want to, to expose things around our community that are mm-hmm. just, they're good. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just so thankful for the opportunity to get to share and, and get to relive some, some really it's good been memories. Fun. It's it been, a lot, been a lot of fun. Stanton ISD is getting a good one. Yeah, they are. They're getting a yeah, really good one. That, that's like I said, I'm sad to see you leave, but I'm so happy and proud of you. And I know God's going to do great things in your life. Man. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Thank you guys. I well, appreciate that. It's been a good one. This was been, Hey, it's a good one to come back after a four yeah, month little break. That one. Right. I'm glad we're friends again, Cody. <laughs> well, this has been keep your powder dry podcast and I'm Cody <laughs> and I'm Colby. Thanks for listening. Glad we're friends again. What y'all gonna do? What y'all gonna do? What y'all gonna do?